And so what I learned in the long run was you can talk about these games that are influential, but nobody wants to go back and play them. And now we finally hit a point where, depending on how you want to look at it, archivists or piracy is so at our fingertips now mm-hmm. that archi- now that everybody just basically what happened when all those websites became piracy is they just put everything on archive.org cuz you know it's safe there and so now entire libraries of consoles are easier to find than ever cuz they just reside on archive.org and most copyright content creators can't go after them even nintendo power has returned to archive.org mm. so it's it's just been easier than ever. If you fucking want to play East 3, you'll just go download it on whatever and play it on an emulator. Or you might hunt down a copy trees. Like, I know your style, and I'm actually starting to grow this in favor. You just look on eBay, and you're like, I've never played this game, but what's 15 bucks to find out? That's right. <laughs> and if I hate it, I can turn and sell it probably for about 15 bucks and break even. So you just do that. And so I think with the internet and with uh, archiving, whether it be by piracy or legitimate means, you can just explore most things. And anything that's super rare, either people have written ad nauseum about it, like maybe you don't have to play Cheetah Man 2 because everyone tells you it sucks, or you know everybody loves it, like Snatcher, and you just find a way to pirate it, basically, if you really want to. And that's it. And so I was like, hmm. These are only really valuable in context of like random conversations at this point. And then what Chase was saying is the goalposts keep fucking moving because every year a bunch of like whether you like them or not, a bunch of very innovative, really cool games that kind of stand on the shoulders of the history of video gaming get made. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, how do you even try to care about East One? when the Witcher 3's hanging out there. Right. Right? Like all you've got going for it is that it's shorter. Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to the Video Game Purists. Uh, this is going to be episode one. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me is my partner in a crime, Mr. Trees. How are you doing? Rob Trees Lounge, how are you? I'm back. I'm We're back. Here. We're back. You, you sent you sent up the Fred signal. I did. And I, <laughs> I fucking, I slid down the pole and here I am, got in the car. You know what's so oddly, uh, ironically retro about that whole situation? What? I had just finished a co-op session of Gears of War 2. <laughs> My nice. buddy Matt had has not played the Gears game, so we played the Gears 1 Ultimate Edition. And then a couple months later now, we're starting on Gears 2. And that's one of those, If we both have Xbox One Xs, mm-hmm. so it like upgrades the graphics. And that game was gorgeous anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because, like, yeah, he got done. We got done with the co-op session. I was just sitting there in the dark, and then I texted you or something. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was yeah six months ago. 
Fred, Fred, quit the business. <laughs> quit the biz. Mm-hmm. For me, anyways, he was just like, I'm done. I was like, all right, brother. He goes, yeah, I am. I'm done this time for, for realsies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, man. All right. But I left the window open. I said, all right, man, but uh, you ever, you ever need me. I mean, it's a just, bad reference, but I am officially the Kanye of fucking podcast. I just, you, you give me the call <laughs> and I will, uh, I won't delete your number or nothing. So I know it's you. And, and sure enough, I was sitting with my wife the other day. I got a text. And I go, oh, Fred's back. I said, Fred's back. He's in. Fred's back in. He's in. He's good. That's it. You know? So, uh, it wasn't, um, God, it was it was like a week ago. Somebody was like, "Hey, are you and Trees going to do shows again?" I said, oh, "I don't think so." <laughs> when hell freezes over. <laughs> so um, I believe uh, the, the real truth is we just had a falling out. It was the nineties nostalgics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I wanted yeah. to look it up to make sure it was the exact right person. But uh, yeah, yeah. The truth is, it will, we'll tell. We'll be in the book later. Our book later, but uh, yeah, yeah, we had a falling out and smashed smashed a soundboard, and I threw a chair through a window at him. So, <laughs> and I went back to doing Crystal. It was horrible. Um, but said, it's over. <laughs> Kick the drum kit over. Smash the guitar. It's like, have you ever heard about the whole, you know, kiss fights? <laughs> <laughs> Gallagher brothers. That's us. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, no. It was nothing like that. It, it really was as simple as uh, we did our last game in History X. And at the end of it, when it was over, you're like, I think I'm done. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, man, good night. I got to go to bed. I don't have time for this nonsense. Go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, and again, we're going to do a post-show thing that kind of explains some of this Mm -hmm. uh, that Trees and I have already recorded, so we know it's going to be said. But long story short, I kept going for something else, and um, this is not meant to be self-deprecating, but I'm just not particularly smashing at anything other than just this, which is just getting together with people I know and, and, and like chatting with and shooting the shit and contextualizing my knowledge. But it's once I start trying to organize it into something and especially Mm. solo that it all kind of falls apart. I've done some decent episodes on it, but largely I think I just need to do this thing. I'll continue to study up on video games and stuff. Um, but uh... yeah. We're uh, we're we're a complicated thing. We're we're a Reese PC cup, uh, Fred. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, you got chocolate on my pe- my peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, see, you got peanut butter on my chocolate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And so here we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to dodge any. Up, <laughs> and but, you know, I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm in my basement. There you go. Um, I have my beer. I got some beers. I got my. I did too. My lining Googles. Lion Google Snowdrift Vanilla Porter, which is a seasonal, and it's my favorite beer of the year. So I bought like two 12-packs when they had them nice. in the store. Yep. And those will last me until the summer, probably. I usually do um, that for pumpkin ales. There's a particular pumpkin ale I like. I buy like 24, and this time it lasted me all the way to New Year's, I think. Yep. Yeah. And here, here's the deal, Fred. So I, th- I was looking at our chat log here from the last time we, we, were, we hung out. And <laughs> it, was like, July. Oh, it was like July 22nd or something. <laughs> yeah. right, so it was a long time ago. And so my desk here that I have my Dreamcast, my, my Sega CD, my CDX player, and all my stuff on that I, I do the podcasting on, that become a catch-all because I wasn't using it, right? So it become mm-hmm. this weird catch-all down here for like boxes and uh, 
random tools when I was down there fixing something. I'd throw a screwdriver or a power drill on on here, and it got cluttered. <clears throat> and then somewhere, in, like two, three months ago, we got a mouse down here in the basement. Ah, like you not see? a pet. Like it just no, yeah, moved we, in. it moved in. He came in. It, there was I don't know if there was there was two of them because I got two of them. <laughs> uh, but what I didn't realize was uh, it also hung out on my desk. So when I started uh, moving stuff last week, yes, I found a lot of remnants of the mouse. So I had to like squeegee this thing down, mm. uh, squeegee down all my little consoles. You know, I had to get it back and work in order for the podcast. You see? Yeah. And I caught two mice. I caught those fuckers. They're done. <laughs> at the end them. It was them or me. And, uh, you know, I got in arguments uh, with people <laughs> because they're very humane. And I am not when it comes to mice. And I'm like, look, man, you're either team mouse or team people. I'm team people. Yeah. So they had, they had to go. I got kids in this house, man. Mice carry ticks and fleas and disease and get into your food. They got to go. So here's my work. thing. If you want to keep the mouse alive in your house and find a way to humanely remove it, or <laughs> God bless you, if you can afford to pay... You remember that Billy the pest guy or whatever that was on TV that would he would always like he would capture a raccoon but he would like drive it a hundred miles away <laughs> and put it in a forest preserve somewhere like he was a he was a true human like uh, he was a true pacifist. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Like yeah, like, yeah. you're a good man. Awesome. But I'll reserve my right to not do that and yeah, you yeah. reserve your right to do it and we've got this crazy concept at least in america of freedom that we get to do that yeah. and uh and you can have an opinion and feel free to voice it just not to me like you can put it on the internet put it on social media you my, can use uh, my name <laughs> my buddy uh my buddy become like this crazy he 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 uh picks and chooses over the years like what his new personality is going to be <laughs> Cause he never like developed one on his own. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah. at one point he become like a boring Christian uh-huh. and you had to ha- not hang out with him for like two years, unless you wanted like sermon every time uh-huh. he got in. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Then he gravitated away from that. And then, um, then at one point he become a uh, vegan. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So he become crazy vegan, which is fine. But then that's a lifestyle I could actually get on board with. I just like meat a lot. So I just yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Well, then he started peppering in the that with like animal activist right posts. Ah, uh, well, yeah, because vegan's right? more yeah. political. Vegetarianism can be diet wise. I, I think once him. you're vegan, you're political about it. Like, but I think he's sneakily uh, like a male feminist, as in he's just, <laughs> okay. just doing it. He's just doing it to meet girls. Oh, you know, he's moving in. He's trying to get likes on his. I can post. get behind that. So yeah. you know, he he puts up a post of a cute pig, and he's like, you know, friend, not food, and and I just write, ah, yeah, you know, and and then he gets all the girls liking it, and oh, and heart emojis and all that, and so he, I got an argument with with his little followers uh, not long ago because he found a mouse, a baby mouse, at his shop. Ah. He has like a little shop. And it's in like a little strip mall sort of thing. And they, mm-hmm. they have a shared, if you ever in a, have a business in like one of those small little strip malls, there's like a back shared area, right? Yes. Yeah. But everybody has bathrooms and kitchens and stuff. Anyone who's worked at like a liquor store or a comic shop knows this. <laughs> yes. So he found a, a baby mouse. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And then he started posting pictures on his Facebook page of him with the baby mouse, like on his desk. Mm-mm. And he was like, look at this little guy I found and blah, blah, blah. And so all the girls. Your friend like, doesn't like die of rabies in this story, right? No, no, okay. not yet. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> and, um, and so he had a list of girls that were like little, like, you know, hearts in the eyes and oh my God. And oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, kill that thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I said, dude, I said, listen to me. Those are not endangered species. I go, if that's a baby mouse, that means there's a lot more of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do not feed that thing. No. Do not have it. And he just ignored me. Of course. Uh, and then he started posting, I, I shit you not, he's posting pictures of him feeding it tofu. Ah. Oh, and- so he is killing it. <laughs> Yeah, he's totally killing it. <laughs> Fucking dull food. And then uh, this mouse is like, listen, man, I've had cheese. <laughs> I've had stuff. This is not cheese. And then it was like, and so, uh, and, a, and then a girl wrote me. And I said, "I, you know me. You don't see me on social media, Fred. I don't mm-hmm. interact like that. But uh, No, wrote, and I haven't been on Facebook in a while, so I d- have no idea anymore. She wrote, she wrote, sure, typical kill everything as it you're a man kill everything Mm -hmm. i just wrote no i said don't kill everything but kill that fucking thing i said (laughs) i said listen to me i said uh there's epidemics right now in major cities with mice and rats so much so (laughs) that that uh you know ancient diseases (laughs) are coming coming back back. yeah i um look i've been playing a Plague Tale Innocence. I don't have anything to discuss about listen, it, but... Anybody listen to me now? I'm biased. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, like, rat problems underneath New York or mm-hmm. LA. And look at the sewers in some of the videos of that stuff. The bubonic plague is, come back. It is a Plague Tale. It's, yeah. it's scary, man. So it's like, I was like, dude, you need to kill that thing. So, no, I don't have... I don't want to hurt anything. But those things, when it comes to my, I have a, I have a, a toddler in this house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. a cat, and that cat out of the blue got like fleas, and we're like, "How did this cat get fleas? It doesn't go outside." Mm. And we realize, oh, there's mice in the basement. Yep, those things are infested with fleas. They get them in the cap. Those things will yeah. start digging through your foundation as well. Like well, if the do- mouse, if the mouse gave me like reparations. Yeah, maybe I'd be a little more open-minded, but mm-hmm. I can't insure against mice. Um, oh, the nasty little, little thing. Fuck up man. my house. Uh, and you like how do they keep getting in the house? It's because the one before it left a trail of piss and yes, shit yes. inside the walls, mm-hmm. and they follow it right back in. So when you take it and chuck it in the woods, it just follows that trail right back to where the other food was. So that's why you hang one body out so that they can all see it. They all see it. No, I'm just. They know who the man is. <laughs> Put it on a pike, exactly. like Game of Thrones. Up, yeah. <laughs> Put it out front. Hang it from the uh, the little uh, and light. Then, you know hey, the light uh, pull yeah. the the pull string. You just hang yeah. a dead mouse did, from it. See, at the end of the day, I had to tell my friend. My friend doesn't have kids or anything, and I said, "Of course he doesn't." And I just said, "Listen, dude, I get your feelings towards it, but listen, there's two teams, and I love them too. But if I'm choosing a team, I'm choosing my team." Team human. My, I've got my side. Well, here's the other thing. There are people who are not trying to get chicks that genuinely feel that way, and that's their business. But like, that's the other thing, right? Like, if 
there are people who just will dedicate their whole lives, well, at least until they move out of Berkeley, California, and they just, they truly believe this. They don't do it for any other reason. And, mm. you know, he's making them look bad. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah so, well, either way, that's, that's pretty much uh, the state of things here in the, in the podcast basement. <laughs> Went off on a tangent, nice. but I'm back. Nice. I got my desk and I got my beers and, and I'm I'm talking to you. Well, we're and we're going to get started. I think it's best to explain a couple of quick things. So oh, first sorry. and foremost, this is a video game podcast. No, no, no. We First of all, if you didn't like the last 10 minutes, then I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> Wait till I start talking about killing the neighbor's cats. Yeah. Wait, what? What? This was dark. Um. Trank darting the the kid in the yeah. backyard, uh, but uh, no. So this is going to be largely video games podcast, and it's got a real simple format. Um, I was thinking we would do like an intro of just talking about our personal lives, an outro of like off topic stuff, and in the middle, like I told Trees, the sandwich is just largely video games, and we'll talk about anything and everything, and it'll probably be contextualized. And knowing me, I will be all over the place, everything from new games to old games to whatever, and I'll probably even whip a little fucking history on you, and you can just roll your eyes and tell me to move on. Um. But that's what it's going to be. And yeah, I'm bo- I'm stealing this a little bit from Kotaku Split Screen because it's one of the few podcasts I still like the format of. I go back and forth as to whether or not I like the show, but I'm kind of biased because I'm like really into not Maddie Myers as a person. I don't know her very much, but I like her as a, a, a person who covers games. And Jason Trier's always been on the news thing. He's There are some things I disagree about him, but I like him. And then... Kirk Hamilton is just like, I'm a fucking hippie, whatever. I'm just going to like live on my own and, and, and make music and, and make that work. And you know what? Good for him. I'm just jealous. Um, after my side tangent, what I do want to point out, though, Trees, which you'll probably be happy about, is while there's no way I'm going to ignore the news or not want to talk to you about certain things... That whole games press, news, staying on the cutting edge of all that shit... Man, it's in- interesting how in the last like three months I've just like strayed away from that, you know. So you start looking and you see something that like people have known about for like months, and you're like, wait, wait, this happened? Yeah, yeah, I know. Cyberpunk's been delayed. <laughs> you were drifting because I, I would send, I would send you something funny, and you're like, oh, I haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. Like when they, I forget mm-hmm. what that was at Game Awards. That guy went, oh up yeah, all the, <laughs> the journalists, and I was like, yeah, I don't like this. These are all the people he yeah. hates. Yeah. And you're like, I haven't seen this. What is this? I'm like, really? And now I don't care. They're just people to me now. These journalists, they, <laughs> these yeah, media they are, people, they're, they're just people. people. Yes, yeah. And I and and people who at times I don't think do a very good job at their work. But you know what? I bet there's somebody who doesn't think I do a very good job at my work either at times. And mm. they they might be right. So I'm gonna respectfully just go, cool. I I I mean that kind of news. I don't search it out. In other mm-hmm. words, I don't really go to game news websites anymore like I used to. You know, I used to just, when I would open my, my phone or something and open the browser, I had all these tabs that would mm-hmm. pop up. And I would just, you know, all my, all my, my news feed, you know, it was all game news. And I, I'd sort of keep up. But now, quite honestly, it's only when I'm listening to, because I still do listen to some gaming podcasts. It's kind of sure. only when stuff pops up and they're discussing it where I hear this stuff. You I know? got you. Yeah. 
So, well, you can't listen to too many gaming. Uh, this is my one dig. You can't listen to too many gaming podcasts, right? Because now they don't even pay attention to each other. And have you noticed that like certain people, I noticed this like six months ago. I'm betting it's still around that certain people game the system. So you think of like some asinine thing to ask on the podcast. Like you're the last podcast in history and you have to pick the fucking haircut that defines you as a podcast. And if you listen to all the gaming podcasts, you suddenly go, wait, wait, this guy asked this to Game Informer. Wait, he asked it to the Bombcast. He asked it to the Beastcast? Like, he asked it to the same outlet? Yes. And and they they all pick it. Like, these people have, like, figured out the way to get their stuff picked. And that's fine. But, like, yeah, you can't listen to too much or you just go insane. <laughs> I'm always trying to look for stuff to listen to that, you know, I, I go through stuff very quickly where I'm like, eh, I, that's, you know, I, I still listen to the 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 bombcasts uh stuff again uh, i go by that's all still more entertaining than yes, anything yes, else yes yes and i like um min max i've been listening to oh okay okay i, like, I don't but like i get that yeah i don't i don't mind i've only listened to a few but it, you know it's chill enough that i'm cool, yeah. cool. so yeah. yeah the other thing i've noticed is there are so many podcasts now that you're like i wonder if anyone did a podcast on schwarzenegger films Sure they did. Son of a bitch. They might not have done a podcast specifically about Schwarzenegger films, but they had like a run, right, where they deeply covered all of them. <laughs> and I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so, and I bet that's how pe- some people have found. So you don't have to write that email, although we'll always take uh, positive comments. But, um, but yeah, I bet that's how plenty of people found our show from time to time is I'd pick, we'd have some, some ridiculous topic and someone's like, I wonder if any assholes just like sat around all day and talked about G force top 100. Oh my God. They did. I remember when the, um, do you remember I, I texted you? Cause we, we, I would text you here and there over the six months. I, I probably texted mm-hmm. you a handful of times and it was always, um, me questioning, um, whether I'm an asshole or not, because I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. something would happen. I'm like, I'm the only one that, that is saying what I what I think. I'm the only one hearing it. So am I crazy? Like I remember when the. Do you remember what I wrote you about about the uh, the Blizzard stuff? Yes. When the, when the um the protest thing, and I and I are had you a, about the Doom thing. No. Or the wait wait, wait I know the, what you're talking about. The tournament, the, the Chinese thing. Yeah. The, yes. Uh, we talked about Blitzchung. Yeah. Yeah, and the kids, the kid made a um. A statement, right? Yeah, it was the Hong Kong, and yeah. they and they punished him, and everybody lost their shit. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, well, this kid this is a dick move on that kid's part, you know? Well, yeah, he hijacked an audience. Yeah, and then it I wasn't went, his audience to hijack. But I was yeah. the only one thinking it in my head, and everything I listened to, everybody was like, oh, you know, they just got to change the way they do stuff, and blah, blah. and I'm like, that kid. <laughs> That kid was well, they an do, but you don't steal. You don't fuck with somebody's. You, you know? He's pissing in someone's pool. So if like, I, yeah. Yeah, so if I wrote you, I was like, "Hey, am I an asshole?" Because <laughs> and I was totally like, "No, no," because I'm like, like, I'm like, and it's not against what. No, because the Hong Kong for. protest. Yes. I happen to agree with, although. I don't think a lot of people did enough research on it's it. There's tight. a lot of sheeple Listen, shit because if you really tight. dig into it, you're like, oh, okay, there are two sides to this. It, However, two sides, man, but- I do think I lean to pro Hong Kong protest, but I do not agree with that as the method to do it. Well, my my whole thing in my head, like what I was thinking, I was like, well, everybody blamed Blizzard 
for being right. like shutting them down. But I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, but what that does is open the floodgates for yes. every tournament. Everybody's yes. standing up thinking they're important enough to have something to say. And then everything gets ruined. Every- right. It starts with, it starts with, um, you know, free Hong Kong. And it ends with free pizza. And that's here's, the problem. Here's what, in my head, the scenario I was thinking. And this is, um, and, and, I, and I'll say, this isn't whether you're, you're, <clears throat> you're liberal, conservative, or anything. This, this is just an example. But if that kid stood up there and wore a MAGA hat and went, you know, Trump 2020, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Blizzard shut him down and took away his prize money, people would have cheered Blizzard. True. And that's, I mean, and that's the obvious reality of mostly younger people. So you're more likely to be left to to begin with. And then on top of that, yeah. So I was just like, this is some some crazy, (laughs) these people are full of shit. (laughs) So, but it's hard to, it's hard to have that discussion because the minute you say that kid's an asshole, they're like, oh, you're, you're pro this. And it's like, no, no. I'm like, what he was standing for was, was good. I'm just saying, Listen, I'm sure when you sign up for a tournament like that, there's a lot of shit you sign off on that they don't want you to do. I'm sure oh, you yeah. can't wear a shirt oh, yeah. that says fuck off. You can't, right? You can't swear. You can't wear this, that. And mm-hmm. one of them, like they said, and exactly what I was just saying was like, hey, you, you, there weren't supposed to be any political. Anyone statements. who has ever been on this show as a guest knows that I have a very clear rule that I don't think anybody takes issue with. But see, this is the part, right, that you're trying to prove. Yeah, but, you know, there were times where nobody took issue with slavery, right? Like, it's like, you you can't just say, because we all agree that this isn't a bad thing, that we we are contextualizing it properly. But for me, I, I say no hate speech. You can't use hateful words on this show you can't use racial slurs and things like that and that's an easy thing for people to go like oh okay i agree to that but whether you like it or not those are rules i make you agree to to be on this show mm-hmm. right and, and not you specifically i'm talking about guests i honestly consider you to be a co-host especially this show but like in general when you're on gh101 you have always been a co-host since like the first episode <laughs> or like the second one so but my point is is that yeah if you're on here there are certain things, and like I'll shut you down. I yeah. will censor you. I will cut your segment if you decide to try to hijack my audience like that. Yeah. And whether people like it or not, whether his intentions were positive or not, right, right. Blitz Chung hijacked an audience, and he did it live where he knew it couldn't be taken back. And to be fair, if you want me to just balance this out a little bit. Good old Joseph Fares, Fares, whatever it is. Remember the guy who's like, fuck the Oscars and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. He did the same shit, right? Yeah. And you got you best know that Jeff Keeley made sure that shit never mm-hmm. happens again. Yeah. I assure you, he took measures to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, my my brain, like my straightforward brain was just like, look, that kid signed some shit. And he broke the agreement, so he gets punished. Yeah, that's it. And and Pretty we simple. so well, when and people, and who really got punished were the two co-hosts who had oh, no yeah. part in this. They, they got were, fired, and they still. Uh, I think they're still on probation to not work until like the summer. Right. Well, but, I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was just funny listening to all the the video game podcasts, and it was such like, you know, hanging their heads for Blizzard, and they did this and that. I'm like. Well, 
how come someone mentioning this kid, man? <laughs> just largely an echo chamber to a certain extent. And you know what? People can make the same argument to us because we both agree on this topic. So, of course, we're talking about it. Yeah. But but here's what I will say, Trees. I think when you and I ever want to discuss something, whether we agree or disagree, and, and you know, we don't always agree on this stuff. Uh, in fact, I think that's where it gets interesting sometimes is when we don't. Um, the internet's not – right? Those gaming sites and more importantly, the people who really stood behind Blitzchung, um, for better or worse, and, and thinking that we're – completely crazy for not siding 100% with him hijacking the audience, right? It's the whole punch a Nazi idea. Yeah, it's always a good idea to punch a Nazi. If you want to punch a Nazi, go ahead. To me, it's like, but pick the appropriate venue and make sure you're assaulting a person for the right reasons. And that's where you get a little, the waters get murkier and that's where people just draw a hard stance of they're not interested in having that discussion. And so the problem trees is anytime you would, and you knew not to engage these people, but if you had, if you had reached out to the internet and tried to take on like Twitter, <laughs> about this, <laughs> no, no, you, that's, that's part of your everlasting wisdom. Um, you knew better than to do that. And it's because those people are not interested in being convinced. In fact, they won't be swayed. And that's fine. To be stubborn and not to be swayed is a stance to take. But then we're not going to engage you because you don't have any interest. Mm. This discussion is dead before it begins. So that's the question. Do you want to be an echo chamber? Do you want to be a hard stance? Or do you want to have a discussion? And you can have, it could be any of those three, but we don't have any content to share unless you want to have a discussion. Yeah. And that's where you and I, I think, can excel. Um, I don't know if we had much of a discussion here, but right, that that was why you reached out to me, was you were like, well, let's see what Fred's take is on Yeah, this. I was just Because like, even if I disagreed, even if I was like, fuck, fuck yeah, Blitzchung should totally take from them. Fuck Blizzard. You know, because that's a very popular thing right mm -hmm. now because that generation, and especially the people who are our age or younger, especially those younger, they don't have that kind of income and it's very easily easy to be anti-capitalist because you know um everybody is watching out for a company like blizzard and making sure it can make the most money and fuck over the most number of people so yo not sitting here standing by blizzard in any way shape or form but yeah i i do not agree that you can hijack an audience mm. and so whether we agree or not you at least knew we could have an open-minded discussion where I'm not like, oh, I, what, I, I can't be friends with you anymore, man. No. You fucking side with oh, because, <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> because the other side of my personality is I don't give that much of a shit about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> it was just You'd be like, whoa, shit. Okay, look, sorry. I was just curious what you thought. <laughs> some, I don't even play Blizzard games. I don't, give, I don't, want. <laughs> I don't care. You've what never done. played Three Dirty Dwarves? No. All I know or is whatever uh, it's called. All I know is rock and roll racing. All Come I know on. Is that people love porn parodies with uh, Overwatch characters. That's all I've heard about <laughs> Overwatch. I don't know this diva chicken. And you know what? God they bless them. They can bang them. Yep. So, they're not even pretending anymore. No. I was like, I do like Sonic. There is nothing sacred in the world but, of Overwatch. But to take take it back to our hiatus, I guess you'd call it. Was like, sure. Yeah, that was one of the things. Yeah, I, I do remember. That. And I instantly thought of you. It was like, if we had a show this week, I guarantee yeah. you, Fred would have a, like a twenty minute rant on this. Sure. 
So sure. I wrote you, I was like, I think you ever said that in the text. I was like, this seems like something you would <laughs> you would have something to say about. And while it was only 15 minutes, we did okay. <laughs> All right. <Just> now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, we haven't yeah. been around for six months. There's a lot oh, of- no, no, no. Yeah, there, there uh, is. And, um, but yeah, so that's... <laughs> So, so you've just gotten a hint of what this show's going to be. This is it. Congratulations. Um, also, real quick, uh, just for people who are wondering, and and I, I I'm happy you are. Um, if you got to wait till the end of the show, if you want to know why we're calling it Video Game Purists, but yes, that's not a joke. This is Video Game Purists. Um, this is episode one. Um, we could call it series two, episode one, but I'm not going to call it that on the feed. Um, this will be on the Gaming History 101 feed, but I'll explain at the end of the show what our future plans are because that's going to depend on you guys. Um, and uh, but we'll still keep making shows either way because um, yeah. we really like we we care what you think, but we're going to keep doing it because we're going to keep doing it because it's fucking January. Um, anyway, and um, and last but not least, uh, yeah, this is going to be what it used to be. This is going to be explicit tags. We could talk about anything. We are not hunting down any specific content, but sometimes you talk about Overwatch porn and sometimes you drop the F word and that's life. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> exactly. I also want to point out, though, there are going to be offshoot shows and discussion topics. So Jam and I talked about going back to doing top tens. Yes, Jam and I want to do shows. He wants to do some solo shows, maybe even some shows with Mel. Yes, that's all going to happen, um, but you're going to have to just let that organically happen. Uh, Jam is very busy and going through some transitions in his life, and our schedules are not in sync, and he's just trying to figure out what he wants to do and what I want to do and what we all want to do, so just give it time, but there's nothing off the table. Like The whole idea of this is just like we're just going to record shit when we want to have discussions, um, mm-hmm. and that's that, uh, so that's what this is going to be. Uh, but if you want a better definition, I don't think I have one for you. <laughs> um, but trees mm-hmm. also, um, I want to ask you what you've been up to in a minute and we will, uh, cause that's, I think where we should start this, even though we're 30 minutes in, That's okay. um, but I do have some questions from the community. We'll talk about for those wondering, it's at spiders, venom at trees, lounge zero zero on Twitter. You can ask questions there. You can go to our Discord if you don't know how to get to the Discord, GamingHistory101.com. There's a Discord link. I have opened up like basically all parts of the Discord for everybody, but it'll just dump you in the shout box, which is a good way to get in contact with us. And of course, there's contact at GamingHistory101.com if you want to ask questions. A lot of you haven't in the past, and that's fine. If you want to start now, cool. If you don't, cool. I don't know. Like, do you engage as much or as little as you want? Because we can make a show anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I've got some community questions. And then uh, I think we'll just let this go as long as it goes tonight. <laughs> I'm down. Oh, real quick. I did want to mention, though, I got beers that are directly related to kind of nostalgia for the Gaming History 101 world. Okay. And so first and foremost... Uh, some of you may not remember this, but Fortingard definitely will. Right now, I'm drinking a double IPA called Clown Shoes. Mm. And that's because Fortingard used the term clown shoes a lot early on, and uh, it reminded me of him. So that's there. And for those of you wondering, yes, Fortingard is still gracing us with his presence. Non-ironically, I'm saying that. Um, in the Discord chat, as are plenty of other people like Chase, Andrew, Clue Drew, and many, many others, Funk Junkie, 
uh, and uh, the other Chase, Awaken Heathen. There are lots of people, and you should come join us and chat about stuff. Warham, we don't talk all the time, but you can just leave shit there deposited, and then uh, oh, Austin, of course, uh, and then uh, come back and find it later. Um, the other one is a stout uh, trees. Mm-hmm. It's uh, are you familiar with Young's Double Chocolate Stout? Yeah, I used to drink those all the time. That is my second one, which I those haven't are, gotten to yet. But those that are is heavy for me. Those are heavy hitters, man. Yeah, it's gonna be the the end the end game. Um, but trees. Uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Um, there it is. There it is. There it is. Here we go. Are you familiar with a person by the name of Beardy McWhiskey? Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Back, me and Beardy. <laughs> he says, good to have you back on the mic. Understand the shift for sure based on your, oh, yeah, yeah. That was me uh, kind of stroking my ego and also just like admitting to my failures. Anyway, he says, uh, here we go. So with that said, here's the question. What the heck have you guys been up to? Life changes, big games that made an impact, and all that jazz. What's been going on? So, Trees, I'm going to start with you. Outside of um, being a dirty, filthy rat killer and non-humanitarian, anything you want to share that you've been up to in the last uh, six or so? Jesus. Since July, that's a lot. A long Is there time. anything like in the last like hour that's been- Christ. <laughs> think you know a lot of remodeling. You know I have oh, a yeah, lot of, remodeling. My son's my son's three and a half now. Believe it or not. Nice, congratulations. Uh, so pretty much it takes up most of my time, and mm. time flies pretty quick. I bet you're chasing a kid around. Like I don't know when my weeks go. You know. You um, want to know what's crazy? Which I think you've experienced already with the girl. But I don't know how much or how little. My daughter is now like eight, eight and a half ish, mm-hmm. and she's a gamer herself, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit on the show. Um, and she likes to just like chill out and like do her game shit, and then we go do stuff together. Sometimes we game together, but a lot of the time she just likes to take the first three hours of the day to herself, and probably the last three hours as well. That, especially when my wife works, has dynamically changed. I'm back to my 20s where I've got like six hours of just doing whatever the fuck I want every (laughs) weekend day. So I just want you to know like that happens. And I haven't experienced that in probably eight years. (laughs) Yeah, my my daughter, my stepdaughter, she's uh, 12 now. Mm -hmm. So she kind of does her own thing. But she also has a few like medical things where she's... You know, she has, uh, you know, anxiety type issues. And mm-hmm. stuff. So she's also very clingy for a 12 year old. So you also mm-hmm. can't do a lot of stuff without her attached to you. <laughs> so oh, I got you. She's not, yeah. She's not like a, to typical- a certain extent, my daughter does that. Like she'll show up in a room all of a sudden. Yeah. And she was doing her own thing, but all of a sudden, She's not really interested in what I want to do. She's actually trying to convince me to do mm-hmm. something else. But yeah, like all of a sudden she's just not comfortable with our presence, uh, with our lack of presence, actually. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So it's difficult uh, sometimes to have time to to myself or me, or me and my wife. We don't really get out a lot. We don't get to have mm-hmm. like date mm-hmm. nights because we can't go anywhere like overnight or anything. Right. Um, 
So, yeah, and she she doesn't really game. She plays Minecraft. Like, when she does game, mm-hmm. she, uh, you got to yank her off of it. So she won't do anything forever. And then I'll mm-hmm. say she want to play Minecraft, but she'll play it for, like, three days straight. Gotcha. And you're like, get off my TV. Because people will be like, my ex, she'll just use my Xbox with my – she doesn't have her own profile. She just plays it. So people are like, you were playing Minecraft for, like, two days. And I'm like, it wasn't me. Yeah, I should point out that my daughter is very fortunate to be my daughter and liking gaming. She has her own, pretty much her own television and her own, and she definitely has her own Xbox and she has her own profile. She's really mad though, because I've locked that shit the hell down because I actually understand parental controls. So she is incredibly restricted in what she can do. Um, But yeah, I got my, I got her a TV in her room, a little, a little one. You know, one of those little oh, my daughter does not have a TV in her room. Yeah, she can she, use a common area TV. Oh, no. She had... I, but we have three common areas. So I had got her a little one. You know, you get one of those like mm-hmm. $98 yeah. jo- dollar job is at Target. But it was a yeah. nice little flat screen. It was on her wall. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, she's a young girl, so we'd have some issues with mm-hmm. her. And uh, I told her, I told her, <laughs> I said, you know, we were really... She was really being, being rough and asked... Especially towards her mother, and I was just like, "Look, man," I said, "I said, you say one more word, I'm throwing this TV out the window." And uh, you know me, Fred. If I'm nothing else, <laughs> you're sincere. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, now I have to know where this story goes. And uh, did she look at you and go one more word or something? <laughs> yes. Oh. She did the little head shake. Uh-huh. And she couldn't help herself. Well, I actually, she, I said, don't open your mouth again. Okay. So she didn't say anything, but she did the mouthing of words. Shake as she shook her head at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the only thing that was left on the wall was a bent, uh, <laughs> mount. Like mount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I actually, uh, went to throw the TV out the window. Uh, but in true, uh, sitcom dad fashion. I couldn't open the screen, so I was wondering about that. Actually, in, in, the, in the proving of my point, uh, uh-huh. I had a TV under one arm and I was awkwardly trying to open a screen, and uh, on the second floor, by the way. And uh-huh. so, yeah, oh, I, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So the wife, the wife, uh, my lovely wife, came in and said, uh, with a, with a smile, uh, honey. <laughs> We calm down uh, before you break. I'm like break, I'm imagining Beverly D'Angelo in like the Christmas Vacation mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of scenario. So I said, "You're like Chevy Chase when he loses it." You know, you know, like in Christmas Story when the father's uh, so mad he only gets out not a finger, mm-hmm. not a finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. My wife was like, "Honey, you know, you're gonna." break the window on the screen and I just looked at it and I said I'll, I'll be back and I went downstairs <laughs> and I spiked it like a football in the garage I bet that felt good for like it, three it felt, seconds it felt awesome until yeah. I realized I could have yeah. put that TV in my room yeah in my bedroom I know, I know. my mm-hmm. wife said uh you just broke that TV in it and I was like yeah it had a Roku stick in it and I broke that that broke ah oh, that's unfortunate uh, but uh but I said to my, my my wife, that had to be done. 
Because if nothing else, uh, to this day, she knows I don't bluff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's Whereas my wife is the queen of, like, do it now. I will. I will. And my wife will go, all right, uh, five more minutes. You know, she's the queen of that. So, you know, my well, kids- my actually on that same note real quick, my wife is the queen of if you don't do this, I'm going to do X, Y, then- I'll throw this TV out the window and then doesn't do it. Yes, my yes, also. Yeah, so my daughter and the only thing I'm trying to balance and you'll probably be able to tell me mm-hmm. that I don't know if I'll ever get there, but this is just life and parenting is that the problem is, is that my daughter doesn't take my wife seriously at all no, on a threat yes, yes. and she takes me way yeah. too seriously oh, like i'm like yeah. what's going on in here and she drops to her knees like i'm about to light the whole fucking yes on no fire. yes so yeah and i have to say for people listening i'm not like this crazed ogre that runs around no. screaming at children i don't i never even really as a father of an eight-year-old daughter who he loves dearly and who i think is largely a wonderful girl. Um, it's just, it's part of the game. It, mm-hmm. It's part of parenting. Like, I'm sorry. And you, and, and like, like with the vegans, you can sit there and you can, <laughs> Bring it right? Back. You can sit there and you can, you can criticize all you want. Mm-hmm. But um, as long as you're not physically attacking anybody, yeah. like, yeah, I also, or gaslighting somebody, like you're just, you're just, tr- there's no fucking book yes. for this stuff. I, I don't, and for people who know, I don't, I'm not a yeller. So I don't rate, I don't stream at kids. That's where we differ. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do it. And I don't, me and my wife don't fight like, you know, and stuff. So it's like, when you hear me saying that, like I threw her TV or tried, mm-hmm. attempted, which is a little embarrassing, th- attempted <laughs> to throw out the window. You uh-huh. might be going, oh my God, this guy's running around the house like, threatening kids like no 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 it's not that i basically i i honestly just kind of calmly said hey listen to me don't open your mouth again i will throw this tv out the window i swear to you and she did so i you know it's gone and you did i mean you didn't throw it out the window but you would have if you could i would have i could i would have thrown the screen my wife didn't you were just hey let me tell you something screens are hard to replace with somebody who's trying to do it you have to build your own it's fucking bullshit although fred i will say this Uh having the boy and i call him the Uh boy all the time what's the boy what's the boy doing who has the boy what's the boy doing my dad (laughs) still calls me the boy and he Uh, like apologizes for it yeah and i don't know where i got it from I don't know if it's from the Sim- the old Simpsons, right? Where he's called yeah. boy, boy. <laughs> oh wait, no, that I it's just not, got a war. Yeah, I yeah. think it's. I think it might have. No, because I he he was around before God of War, so I, yeah. The boy, the boy. I know. No, I somewhere. the boy is definitely Simpsons. Uh, my wife has been right. watching the, the whole boy. run of Simpsons on Disney Plus. We're on season twenty four. I'm going insane. I. I don't love The Simpsons. I don't mind The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I'm real sick of The Simpsons. But yes, he says boy, uh, like literally boy. as a command, like God of War style oh, almost. Yeah. Constantly, especially in those early, like the first 10 episodes, mm-hmm. uh, t- first 10 seasons. Constantly. Well, so I, I always, what's the boy? What's the boy doing? But <laughs> I have developed, Fred, and you, you, you know, somehow I got my dad yell, my dad voice. <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. where it came from like that. So my son's name's Devin. And um, 
Like I did it. I did it today. Actually, when I brought him home from daycare, he was, he has like fake tools, right? Mm-hmm. When he hits, I give him pieces of wood. Cause he wants to like work on stuff and he'll yeah. bang on a little pieces of wood. But then without me noticing, he'll move to like a banister. Uh-huh. Or, you know, yep. <laughs> something, something metal. Like, I don't know what he's mm-hmm. banging. And it's very light, right? He's like, bang, 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 bang. And I'm doing something. He's putting testing this way. Bang, bang. He's at the top of steps. And then it's like, bang, bang. And then it's louder. And it's annoying me. But I'm still in the zone of doing something else. But, <laughs> right. then, but then there's like a snap and bang. And something falls on the steps. And I just go, Trevor! Like I yep. do a, like the dad yell, and yeah, then I hear like, in. and then I hear footsteps, and I hear a door close, and I hear, you know, mm-hmm. pillows or something. But I don't mm-hmm. know where that that quick, like yell, guttural, like at the end of my rope yell came from. What's, I never had it before, but in the, I've developed it in the last year. What's interesting for me was, and it was about three and a half for my daughter Autumn. Also, uh, was um, I yell at everything? I'm high strung. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure this is incredibly hard for you to believe, um, but uh, so I yell about a lot of things. So you learn quick when you're in a house with me. Even the fucking dogs are like, <laughs> okay, friend. Um, but so what I developed was the opposite, where I've got a a tone, but my volume is the same or less than it is right now. And so I'll be like, autumn, right? And it's just like that tone. Yeah, that's good. And even the dog, like if it, it he knows, my dog's names are Jack and Daniels. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Daniels is the girl. We call her Danny for short because my <laughs> wife is like, I feel like I'm in an alcoholic house. And the whole reason they're called that is they are both wiener dogs mm-hmm. that are tan wiener dogs with the black backs. So I'm like, oh, they're black label bottles of whiskey, yeah. Jack and Daniels. Um, and they're they're not like biologically brother and sister, but they're brother and sister because we got them about the same time. <laughs> anyway. When I when I'm yelling at Jack, Jack's the younger and fatter one, and so he gets into more trouble. And I'm like, Jack, he knows. And same thing like you just said with the you hear the door close. Mm-hmm. I know where Jack is. Yeah. I have to find the one bed in the house that he can't he can get under. It's not my daughter's and it's not ours. Mm-hmm. He can get under the third bed in the house, and he's always under there and he knows because he knows he's in trouble. Cause he knows I caught him doing something. I just I didn't catch him. He knows I found what he did, whatever that might yeah. be. Yeah, my and yeah. Yeah, I mean my my son's uh my son's dumb because he he doesn't realize when he hides he has to hide more than just his head. He's like a goddamn ostrich. So he just goes from like and his though. whole body's yeah. hanging out. Yeah. And I don't mean my I'm not picking on my son. I mean he's three and a half year old dumb. All three and a half year olds are dumb. They don't own. No, yeah. But trust me, you're in a safe place. You don't have to do the parent parent caveat. We know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. bet a large number of our audience knows, how. and even if they're not parents, they understand. I just know how it happens. I'm just going to go out and say it. I, I'm an older guy, 46, but I, yeah. still, I still think I'm 20. In my brain, and you know this from all my, my gaming and stuff, I still, I still do stuff like when I'm at work, 20-somethings think I'm their age. And they're shocked right. when they, because I don't look 46, and 
I don't dress 46. This motherfucker, first of all, he's tall. And second of all, he's he looks young. <laughs> you look fucking young. I look 105 compared <laughs> to you. <laughs> you know? But I don't know how it happened. Is I'm, I'm getting all these dad mannerisms, and I don't like it. And, now the, and I realized the other day, like over the weekend, I got up, and I, my mother had bought me some old man's slippers for Christmas, right? <laughs> so I'm wearing these slippers because they're comfortable as shit and I have a bathrobe on with with pajama <laughs> pants that don't match anything. I a, just took off my bathrobe. You know, in a, in a, a t-shirt that's like from fucking last year, St. Paddy's Day that doesn't match. <laughs> like I'm I'm the ultimate hipster in my own house. You just and I come downstairs, right? And I'm, I'm going to get something, and I step on the fucking cat's tail because he don't get out of my he don't get out of my way, and the cat screams. And instead of a normal person going, "Oh my god," I'm like, "Well, then move, then." I'm just yelling old man shit at cats, and I don't. Okay, oh, I've got way. look. I've got a. I've got a deaf. I've got a deaf and blind dog that is 15, Ugh. and she just pisses everywhere. She goes out when we ask her to go out, but she just – yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. 20 years ago. This is – 20 years there ago. There is somebody listening to this that is contemplating graduating college and starting a family, and oh. he's like, oh, fuck this. Oh. Listen, I love my family, but don't <laughs> – it's not a day. Listen, uh, we all love our families. Everybody listening has kids and wives. We love them. <laughs> There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't wish I could go home to an empty apartment and do whatever the fuck I want. You know, Julie. Yeah, Julie asks me that sometimes. She's like, "Well, like, what if I like died tragically, like ten years from now, and Autumn was on her own? What would you do?" And I was like, "Nothing different. I would just live alone mm -hmm. and just keep on keeping on." Yeah. She goes, would you date? I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I would date. That's what you call I was it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, if any woman would be interested in hanging out with me, sure, I'd be down. But if they didn't, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so anyways, to answer your question, what I've been up to, uh, getting old. Somehow I've aged a lot in six months. I think, but, I think we're there. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we've done, we've lived out, we'll just live the life, man. I'm playing my games. I'm um, doing construction stuff. I took up painting. I know you've probably seen oh, nice. some of those pop up yeah, at some point. I did, yeah. I was doing some acrylic porn. I went down a bad rabbit hole with acrylic <laughs> porn. I mean, I I built. I want to see Sonic. Let me. Oh my god. Let me tell you something. I built. <laughs> I built a craft bench down here. I uh, I put a. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I got a, a storage unit for like not storage unit a shelving unit for like craft paints and canvases and yeah I, yeah paint mediums I got all this shit and then I got the winter and since my basement isn't heated I mean it's heated enough but but it's not like central heated yeah no so it's like it's like yeah I'm not coming down there to do stuff so I'll get back to my painting at some point and it's it's time consuming and expensive to learn mm -hmm. right because you're like wasting a lot of stuff but and material you know, yeah. that was fun to do and and yeah that's about it man and and but honestly what i've been doing is is i've been playing games and I've, I've never stopped playing my games you know well so i want to jump into games real quick i want to give like the 10 minute well not even 10 minute but the five minute tour for me because yeah. i kind of like stole yours at least from a family standpoint no, but no, like no. Keep it on as a family. My daughter's getting older. Um, actually, this episode, 
Yeah, we're we're not even in an hour yet. Um, I want to talk about my wife. My daughter and I recently beat Halo, so I want to talk about that. Um, together, co-op, the whole thing. Um, and so she's my co-op partner in a lot of games lately. How old? Um, eight. Eight, eight and a half. Yeah, and we beat it on heroic. Wow. So she's yeah. good. She's all right. Uh, real good at 3D games. Here's, here's a question. Suck shit at 2D games, it, though. Here's a question I ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, uh, what is, uh, in games, like left, right, up, down, what's up and down? Is that your Y-axis? I always get these confused. What's up and Y-axis down? Y-axis is up and down, yes. Okay, so do you invert your Y-axis? You- no, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not broken. I'm broken. Oh, no. You're so taking care of Ellen. I, I need, <laughs> I need to push down to look up. Yeah, your your flight controls. Yes, you're like uh, plane controls. Yeah, I cannot do uh, anything else. And uh, no, and I got lucky. My daughter's left-handed, so she her brain's like me. I'm left-handed also. My wife's right-handed. Okay, well, yeah, and actually, I've heard inverted controls, like you're talking about, are more common with lefties. Uh, my my daughter and I were fortunate enough to not be that style. We actually are incredibly similar in both play style mm-hmm. and controls because I'm super aggro okay. in games. And I wasn't always that way. I was actually kind of a pussy with first-person shooter games. Like I'd, I used to suck at them because I'd hide too far. And right in games like early Call of Duties where you had to cross like an invisible line to right. stop the infinite spawns, I'd always fail at that and now i'm better at it my daughter is like natural born hyper aggro so you put two master chiefs just getting all up in the covenant's face and i think that's why we were very successful with heroic but it's funny we were playing on normal and she was kind of bored and so i restarted the campaign we had the first level i think is pillar of autumn and the second one's called something else and my daughter knows it because her name's autumn so she thought it was fascinating that like they named a ship after her (laughs) um and uh and i i did not break that that illusion i was like yes they named the ship after you honey um but she's also not an idiot she's eight years old so she knows they didn't name the ship after her but anyway um but yeah, she was hyper aggro. So I just gave it a go with um, with heroic. I've ended up talking about Halo now, so we're just gonna do this now. Sure. Um, we ended up doing heroic, and uh, you have probably played Halo One. I yep. knew where the test was gonna be. We were playing on the Master Chief Collection. Makes sense. Um, and I knew where the test was gonna be. Was gonna be the library. Ugh. Yep. Right, which is no longer with the Master Chief Collection and like that Halo anniversary, they've tweaked it. Okay, that's no longer the most annoying level, unfortunately. Um, they've made the last level before the 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 Warthog escape. They've made that last level tedious as shit mm. because the drops on you have to like throw grenades into ventilation shafts if you remember to blow them up, and the drops. Used to be like every other enemy you'd kill would drop a frag grenade so you could do this. Now the drops are much lower. So you end up playing for like half an hour to get like the grenades you want unless you can do a bunch of perfect throws. And I wanted my daughter to do the throws so that she could blow them up. And she's not used to throwing frag grenades into ventilation shafts where mm-hmm. flaps close. Like it's just like a new concept to her, especially while she's being bombarded by floods. Yes. 
Um, but like I said, all in all, we we had fun. Uh, we actually killed it in the library. She she was like, Dad, this shotgun rocks against the flood. And I was like, okay. And she's like, no, you just get up into their face. And my wife is fascinated watching how fearless my daughter is to just get up in someone's face and like she's really good at like shooting until she her clip's dead and then instead of reloading she just bashes them in the face like with the melee yeah like my wife's like god she knows how to be like hyper aggressive and i was like yeah (laughs) awesome so um we had a lot of fun with that and we beat it on um heroic although what i will say is i don't know how long it's been since you've played halo long time that game design on that first game does not quite hold up. And I didn't, I never realized until replaying it. And I'm sure this is an old, 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 like when the game came out, people realized this. But did you know that, that game's really only five levels and then they just fold it backwards? You literally go five levels in and then you go five levels back out. The final level, you're literally back on the Pillar of Autumn, the first level, <laughs> blowing it up to blow up the Halo. There you go. It's, fascinating how it really is just they doubled up they played each level twice they luigi they, uh, they super luigi brothers did where you go backwards through the level you know they worked with what they had back then they really did they're, they're, and i knew the other reason i knew she was my daughter trees she found out you could press select to get rid of the newer graphics and go to the classic graphics which to be clear she'd never played halo on the original xbox yeah, and yeah, yeah. never seen she preferred them, and we played through most of the game on the old graphics, which only sucked for me because I wanted to see the fancy new graphics. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, and I'm broken. She likes retro graphics. I don't know. And I'm broken because I like inverted Y-axis. <laughs> she likes, I know. She likes crappy so, graphics. <laughs> so we had fun with it, um, but the end of that game, especially with the anniversary, and we did confirm it's changed because I went back to my old Xbox and then rebooted it up, Halo, and lucky lucky me, it had its save file on it. So we could access any mission. The Master Chief Collection lets you access any mission any time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very freeing. But on this one, you had to have a save file that had beaten it, but I had. And so I went back and we replayed that final mission on original Xbox. And the drop rates are much higher. The game's just easier. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Dad, this is very different. Plus, this controller is huge. And I didn't even have, like, the Duke. I have a Duke oh, controller, but she didn't want to use that it. That was my favorite I gave controller. her, really? I've got three original Duke controllers. And then I've got two of those S controllers. Mm. Um, we played on S controllers. But, yeah, she learned firsthand that, yeah, actually, Halo used to be easier. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Dad, and it looks really cool on this old TV because <laughs> it's an old CRT. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we got to play through Halo, and that was a lot of fun. But she even told me, she goes, Dad, is Halo 2 like this? And I said, no, it's much shittier. Much shittier. She goes, she goes, really? I was like, oh, yeah. The ending will not make you happy. It makes up for it in Halo 3. It makes up for it much more. I, I, but, yeah. I At some point. Uh, you know, you know, back in my easy mode days, I used to like go on these w- weird little things where, say, you know, a new Halo is coming out. I'm, uh, I'd get it in my head that I was going to play all the Halos leading up to, it to that because yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this. And I'd, sometimes I would do it, and some, but I think when I can't remember which Halo was coming out, um, but I did do that and I, I played through one, two, three. Uh, ODS and ODST. And, that was uh, probably Reach. In Reach, 
Okay, then that must have been Halo 4 coming must out. Must have been. And then I remember not even playing the new one. Um, not even caring. Or you can... Because you burn yourself out. That's that's the joke <laughs> yes. when you do that, is you burn yourself totally out. And you're like, I don't want to play any more fucking Halo. But I remember Reach, so, Reach being the best. But yes. I remember two, because uh, I had originally played it, obviously, when it was released, right? And now mm-hmm. it's going back years later. And it was like playing a new game. I didn't remember any of it. And I'm like, and you find what was the name of the, the main the the great grave mind grave no what was the big no it's the, the the big brute at the end no Halo Two's the one where you, like you get caught up in that plant there's like a plant underground oh Audrey cho- Two yeah I think that's, I think that's grave mind <laughs> that's isn't that how that ends that thing grabs you no no you actually go and end up in a weird corridor and fight a brute and it's real easy to kill and then that's the end that's of the end. halo 2 i just remember yeah. finding that grave mine and being like what is going on as a yeah <laughs> this is uh it is not uh, good. hold on plant creature Grave mind. Grave, grave mind. mind. Yeah, yeah, it is grave mind. Yeah, yeah. And and if you'll remember, there's like 15 missions, but it's funny because Halo's got 10 missions, and Halo's like twice as long as Halo 2. <laughs> um, and and I did tell my daughter this. I said, rest assured, honey, every level is different. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it that. The Warthog Escape is much better in Halo 2, and it's dope in Halo 3. Halo 1, I forgot the Warthog Escape wasn't as great. Um, They put too many obstacles in your way, so you can't really get much momentum. And I see why they did that. But it makes it kind of anticlimactic when you're rushing through the end. Um, But Halo 2, yeah, right, it wasn't finished. And they didn't really complete the story. So the interesting thing that I haven't experienced yet that Master Chief Collection does is they added... Uh, new cutscenes to help bridge the gap and fill out the story more. Oh, that's good. So I'm curious to see it, but we don't want to get burned out. And I do have delusions of grandeur that her and I will play Halo Infinite together when it comes out. Because I'll definitely be playing it myself. And for the record, I've played all the Halo games myself. Um, But, uh, and my wife and I actually, while we were dating one of our best and favorite pastimes was to play Halo games. We played Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, and Reach together, co-op. Um, and actually, when I met my wife, her and her female roommate... No, it wasn't a roommate. It was just a friend. Um, Lexi sat around and played Halo 1 on the Xbox, and my wife like uh, convinced Lexi to buy an Xbox and Halo 1. And this was like, she did this right before meeting me. Mm. And that was like one of the many reasons I fell in love with her. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so I told Autumn, I was like, we're going to take a break. Now that we've played Halo, we're going to play a different game or a different few games. And then we'll come back to Halo 2, but we're not going to do it till like at least mid-February, if not early March. But eventually we'll get through them. But I am I told her we would do one, two, we would do them in order of release. One, two, three, ODST, Reach, four, five, if she's still down, and then six. But if she wanted to stop at like three, ODST, and Reach, cool. I did tell her Reach was the best one. Mm-hmm. And I do still think Reach is the best one. I think. Mm, you should have played Reach before you played one. Well, so you can, and the Master Chief Collection kind of 
suggests you do that. I mean, it leads right into it. But... Like, instantly yeah. leads into it. Yeah, but I kind of like the idea of going back. The whole in medias rest thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. Um, real quick, just two other things, uh, and then we'll get into your games. Is uh, So what you've talked about with your craft table, I've done the same thing <laughs> with a workshop for video games. Okay. So I've got a full-blown soldering iron. Nice. Um, I've got a bunch of little projects. I've got uh, a couple of exacto knives. I've got a desoldering gun. I've got a bunch of screwdrivers, a bunch of tool kits. And lately, Trees, the couple of things I've done is I've completely recapped a Sega CD. Do you know what recapping means? Yeah, yeah. You're you remove all the capacitors yeah. and replace them, mm-hmm. which is a tedious job, but it's not hard. So I've done that just to get practice, and um, while the Sega CD is still not working, it's a big problem with the disk drive. I need to teach myself how to do it. It's that Sega CD one I co- yep. told you I got that was broken. I'm going to fix it on my own because I don't care if it's still broken afterwards, and I haven't broken it yet. I recapped it successfully. Um, the other things I've done is I have replaced a Game Gear screen with a low-power consumption LCD screen before people freak out, I own two Game Gears. My wife's, which I still have, and I have not removed the screen on, and then one that I got free. Some guy on Craigslist said, seven broken consoles, 20 bucks. And one of those was a Game Boy, which I fixed back to life. One of those was a Game Boy Advance with no speaker, which I have the speaker right here. I just haven't replaced it yet. One of those is a Game Gear, which I've replaced now. The LCD screen, it works perfectly and now lasts 10 hours on uh, the six AA's as opposed to two hours. Mm -hmm. One of those was a bricked Wii, which I fixed back to life and my daughter now has. She rarely uses it, but every now and again, she plays Wii bowling on it. Um, One of those was a broken Xbox, original Xbox. It works, but the disk drive is broken. I swapped out uh, my soft-modded Xbox, which doesn't need a disk drive anymore with that one, and it works perfectly. So now I have a perfectly working unmodified Xbox and a perfectly work er, and a uh, modified Xbox that doesn't have a working disk drive. And then a PS2, which had a broken disk drive, and I want to fix the disk drive at some point, but I've soft-modded it so that I can run games off of a USB thing for fun. I, I have three PS2s, so it, I don't need it. But... I took a bunch of broken consoles for 20 bucks and made them work. Yeah. So that's cool. Nice. And the last thing I did, Trees, I'm bringing you back to 1996. Oh, boy. I put a fucking Phantom 5 mod chip into a PlayStation 1 that allows it to play burned backups. Wow. I have no reason to need to play burned backups. But I wanted to prove to myself I could build, I could solder an eight-point mod chip in, and I'm good. Nice. So I've been doing a little bit of working sh- workshopping with that. I oh, the last thing I did, you'll really like this. I had a Sega Genesis two, and um, the controller ports didn't quite work. They worked, so they detect a controller and they'd work part of the time. But like on player one. Direction pad up and buttons C and start, I think, didn't work. And then on gamepad two, a couple of buttons didn't work. 
I uh, actually grabbed a broken motherboard off of a Sega Genesis. Like they said, it, it doesn't work. They haven't figured out what's wrong with it. I desoldered the controller stuff, desoldered the controller stuff off that motherboard, resoldered the controller ports. Like I just basically swapped them out. It was tedious, but it was easy. And it works now. Hmm. And so I now have two Sega Genesis Model 2s. And the next thing I want to do is do what's called a triple bypass, which is take a Sega Genesis 1 and give it perfect RGB out while also giving it perfect stereo sound out through some board that I buy and solder into the Genesis 1. So I'm eventually going to do that, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So So yeah, I'm, I'm jacking with that stuff. And then I've been reading a bunch of books about video game <laughs> development design and um i read an entire mit press book about the pc engine slash turbo graphics 16 and it was a fascinating and fun read wow Is he- do you want to know the name of the book or do you not even care yeah what's the name of course i can't it's called The Media Snatcher. Um, MIT Press, it's written by a very intelligent guy out of Canada. I should have written his name down, but I didn't. I'm sorry, and I'm not near the book, so I'm, I'll, I'll get it at some point. But it's called The Media Snatcher. It's easy to find. It only came out like last year. Mm-hmm. And he writes a weird hodgepodge of like, like the layman gamer can enjoy it to a certain extent, but it gets kind of technical. Um, but he does a really good job of explaining some things that I don't think a lot of people know. Like he gets on a pretty basic level, like what's the difference between eight bit and 16 bit as we know it, right? We all talk about it and we all say, we kind of know what it looks like, but I don't know if you technically know what the differences are, like the limitations on color palette or resolution or sprites on screen. And he breaks it down. Um, But he also talks about a lot of cool cultural stuff, especially as you bring in the CD-ROM console, which, you know, I'm obsessed with. So, um, fascinating read. It's about 150 pages plus like 30 pages of notes. And it's a pretty quick read, but it's good. And you can get it for like 20, 30 bucks on Amazon. So. Nice. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mess with uh, gaming, like fixing up stuff. I'm not, I don't have that electronics like uh, background, man. Soldering. I mean, my wife's really handy. Like she fixed the washer. Mm-hmm. Well, I can. And fix, you could probably do that too. I so. can fix stuff like that, but but like I have a Game Boy, and it's mm-hmm. original like Vectorbox there, you know, the old school, and it has everything in it. I mean, so has the headphones in there. There's everything, mm-hmm. but it, it's missing lines like on the screen, and, yeah. I, and I know it's because. I've read that uh, the ribbon on the screen that connects. It's the ribbon. The glue, the glue starts cracking and and stuff. And um, I've heard that if you take it apart and you like reheat the glue up, Mm -hmm. you can just kind of like it will fix it. So, I mean. It can fix it. it, Yeah, that's an easy solution. Yes. So, I mean, you know, I have, I get delusions of like, yeah, I'm going to crack that open and, and, and blah, blah, blah. I don't. I mean, the most I did. Make sure it's a temper. It's a temperature regulated soldering iron. Yeah. But you could. I you could. just don't sound that interested in doing something. I don't. Like, that. like I have it, and it does work. Uh huh. So maybe, but you know, I don't know. It, it's like if it got worse, then I'd kind of want it 
But it's only like a line or two that are gone. So here's here's the thing. If it gets worse, here's a proposition I have mm-hmm. for you. I have a perfectly working no lines problem, never touched it. I've never modified mm-hmm. it. Game Boy. If you ever get to a point where that's intolerable, mm-hmm. because I'm just enjoying tinkering with this shit, yeah. I'd be perfectly willing to do a swap out where you can just have my traditional old school white first generation mm-hmm. Game Boy, which it sounds like yours is too. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you can just have it and I'm going to try to fix yours. And if I do, we can trade back just so you can have your original one. Mm-hmm. But I'd be willing to do that at the same time. I've already done that weird, like, uh, backlit screen, change the color, reverse the polarity, like, mod on the Game Boy. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, is much better, but I'm not here to convince you of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've already had my experience with that ribbon cable, and I know what that's like. It would just be fun for me to restore something that somebody's not going to use otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but again, it sounds like you're not there yet. No, so no, no. take your time and get there, and maybe you never do get there. It, it, but if you ever did... It's actually in my little like collector's trophy case because it's in the box and everything. It, it's it's sitting there. Which is where it belongs. It's right there with my Final Fantasy uh, Crystal Wonder Swan. Yes, edition. and your copy of Metal Gear on NES. <laughs> yes, I have that somewhere too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a pink DS in there. I have this weird case, and it says this random. It has a pink DS original clamshell that only came out in Japan. Nice, but you could switch. I had bought it for my ex-wife at the time when she was really wanting to play um, Picross. Yeah, the original Picross. So she, Pit so, so I got that from. I imported that from Japan because the trick was it would play any game. You just had to go into the menu and switch it to English, and then it was basically. It's space right, right, yeah. So I have that. Sitting yeah, because it was the DS was region free. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I have some. You know, Jam would be. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Jam has a pink Game Boy Micro, and he loves it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, oh. Maybe Game Boy Advance Micro, but whatever. I have an unused uh, Monster Hunter Try uh, Wii uh, Wii Shop card. Nice foil. Yeah, you know, like reflective card. So, I own Monster Hunter Try on the Wii U digitally, mm-hmm. and it is also unused. <laughs> so, I have to post a picture of that at some point. But I mean, sure, I did redo my Switch over the um, over uh, since we've last talked because oh, I modded you... it once. I modded it, okay. and put my own case on it. Uh-huh. Um, but I must have not one of the Joy Cons. Um, I must not line some plastic up correctly. And over okay. time, the pressure on one of the buttons up where the minus button is, I think. Okay. It just popped. Like the whole top of it cracked. I got you. And, and so I'm like, something wasn't lined up in there. One small little something was in some way. You know what I mean? And it just caused pressure. And over time, it finally just cracked it. So basically, those Joy-Cons were sitting in a drawer. And... um. And then I got ambitious and I ordered some new ones, some new uh, a new case. This time I did the whole case, the whole backing and everything. And uh, those nice. cons are um, not fun, not fun to take apart. Yeah, can we just say for the record, the Joy-Con was kind of a like it was a good concept, 
Mm. But the actual implementation of the Joy-Con is shit. I don't even let Autumn remove them. She loves to take it on mm. the go. Yeah. Um, in the car because she her tablet loses Wi-Fi and almost every game she's got up to and including road Roblox, which is what she really likes to play on her tablet. Um, and to be fair, that's her secondary, not her primary. Um Meaning game, not mm-hmm. I mean platform. Sorry, not game. Uh, so she she likes the Xbox the most, but when she has to, she plays on the tablet. But yeah, once we get in the car, like there's no point. Mm-hmm. So I've given her the Switch, and she's playing everything from Untitled Goose Game to she is actually enjoying thoroughly the original Sonic the Hedgehog, which I have the Sega Ages version on the Switch. Mm. But my point is, is I won't let her remove the Joy-Con. Mm. Because mine was like having trouble like connecting back onto the switch yeah, and then, like that. detecting it and stuff. And so I didn't want to jack with that anymore. So I've got those two of those 8-bit Doe SNES controllers with the analogs. And I even have the Genesis controller also, the 8-bit mm-hmm. Doe. And so because I've got so many quote-unquote pro controllers, at least as the console understands it, I just don't let her remove – I don't – and I don't myself remove the Joy-Con. But I got to say, while it was a cool concept, the Joy-Con was not properly built. And to me, it's still fascinating that people are, like, tolerating this because I think – especially at their price. No, they're expensive. Like, it's a, it's a horrible proposition. There's those yellow ones I love, but I won't pay – Whatever they cost, seventy dollars, eighty dollars. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, for a pair. But yeah. they're great. I mean, mine. The new case I put on is like a see-through teal. Mm. And so the Joy Cons are great, but it's like they're dense, man. Like those little things. That oh, dense. there is a ton in them. Yeah, yeah you, I've, I've. You open them, man. There's a, there's yeah, a lot of ribbons, man, that you have to keep track of because when you mod them, uh, basically. Um, <clears throat> The left Joy-Con basically has three sections in it. There's like three little boards in there and all pancake together. So when you take that them apart, it's not like you just take a back case off and you move the guts out. That whole thing, everything has to come apart. No, I've been told you kind of disassemble yes. it and reassemble yes. it and like take pictures. I think it was Los who told me, take pictures. Take pictures and I have, I'd have a step-by-step like YouTube video up too. Just to keep track of okay. where I was. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But you know, it, you have a lot of, a lot of using tweezers and inserting like ribbons back in and flipping the little lock mechanism down, mm-hmm. that holds the ribbons in and all that stuff. But yeah, and then trying to put them back together with the three <laughs> separate pieces, like getting them all sandwiched right, and then not to mention the springs and the in the buttons, the two uh, trigger the trigger buttons shoulder buttons or whatever like there's little springs in there that aren't like attached and they actually sandwich those things back in i have a little trick where i actually do a little dab of glue Uh just to hold the springs into where they're supposed to be because there's no way i don't know how you would sandwich that all back together and keep that spring in where you're supposed to keep it yeah real quick i I have to say um i've had this experience with retro consoles Mm -hmm. as i've disassembled them and worked with them um, the two examples I can think of, and especially this one, the Sega Saturn, you are describing every person who's ever disassembled a Saturn mm. because uh, I soldered a mod chip into a Saturn uh, recently. I, I have a modded Saturn and then I 
had a second mod chip and I was always scared to solder wasn't scared anymore and, and did it it's it's two solder points it takes five seconds um but uh you disassemble a saturn and if you aren't careful with some of their like push buttons and stuff like they work you push them in it powers the console on but it just doesn't seat right unless you're very careful with it and I put that Saturn back together and it works perfectly fine. It spins the disc like if I put a real disc into it. Um, the mod chip allows me to use copies and stuff like that. But um, And it makes it region-free. But you can just... You can't tell if you're just holding the console. But if you know the Saturn, you can just tell things aren't reassembled quite as well as they were pulled apart. Mm. And it drives me... Nuts, frankly. Um, the other one is the Panasonic 3DO. I have uh, recently replaced the um, the disk drive with a, a USB adapter because the disk drives are the first thing to go, and I had a special Japanese model that does 240p. Anyway, it's a big deal for me, and you probably don't care. <laughs> the point is, is that. Uh, yeah, the 3DO has so many parts where it's like what you're talking about. It's like these loosely put in their springs mm-hmm. that just kind of rest with gravity on their side yes. and maybe a little bit from the casing. And if you let those get out of alignment and don't reassemble them properly, like they just don't work. And we're talking fucking power buttons here. Yeah. Like it's how you turn the console on. And I, it took me weeks to like figure out with a uh, really compacted FZ10. Um, and I'm just throwing that out there so that people know which version I'm talking about because the FZ1's a lot easier. Um, but if you're not careful, you just have this console that's like not broken, but it's just like the pieces aren't lining up and it's in this, I wouldn't say unusable state, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't look or feel right. And it fucks with you. Like it's, it's not okay. Like you can't let it go. Yeah, I... With, with the with the Joy Cons, uh, the problem is when I put the little dab of glue in, because there's a little there's little dots, there's little little places it's supposed to they're supposed to be right. And okay. It's on the yeah. the plastic part. So when you're replacing right. the case, so it's like a guidance. Yeah, you basically put them on these little these little nubs, right? And then they go inside the triggers, and then. While they're balancing in there on the between these two things, you're supposed to snap the case back around it with all these parts, and so it's impossible. People do it. God bless them. I'm not doing it, so I just came up with the thing where I'm like, I'm putting a dab of glue on the little nub, and the spring will just it will just hold there, and then I'll put it together. The problem is when the other one's broke, uh, those springs aren't coming out of there because I glued them to the case. Right. Um, right. But luckily. Uh, if you go on eBay, um, you can basically for like under ten bucks get these replacement kits, mm-hmm. and it will, they just give you a handful of like the the Nintendo screws Parts. and the springs. Yeah. And so I have a little cup on my desk right there with all the little spare screws and stuff in case I ever do it again. But you need those springs, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. but anyways, I've got a Game Boy Advance kit with a handful of uh, random screws mm-hmm. and the tri whatever they call it, the 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 triple mm. screwdriver, the special version you need to unscrew Nintendo stuff. Like, uh, yeah. 
You just get parts. So that, that's as, as deep as I went into uh, messing with a, any uh, electrical thing. Was like, that was kind of deeper than I would want to go with. I mean, it definitely took me, <laughs> if I'm being honest. took me two days to do it. I remember the first time I did it was a pain in the balls. Uh, I did one joy con at a time. This time I sat down here and I, I got it done, but it took me a couple hours. And uh, I love it, though. I love my Switch, man. I have no problem issues yeah. with my Switch. So. I like my. I don't love console. the Switch as much as you do, but I I respect your love. Yeah, why not, man? It's great. There's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, that's that's as much as I did for any modding, you know. So I have a quick question. Sure. Can I weave in a question? Of course, you can weave from the audience. Sure. All right. So these are kind of a two-parter. Was it? But technically, what we just talked about was Beardy's question. Yeah, technically it was. So there you go. Actually. So the question. <laughs> Um, so first of all, Chase asks, what kind of questions are you hoping for? And I think he means in the long run, Mm -hmm. if somebody were to write into this show, what type, uh, and, and you might not have an answer, but what type of questions would you like them to ask? Do you even care? I don't care. Ask anything, man. Gaming, movies. Trees just made it in AMA. You know, you can ask anything. You need a, a relationship advice? You can ask me. I'm a straight, Fuck, yeah. I'm a straight shooter. You know, you need to you need to uh, build something. Probably can't help you, but you can ask it. You can ask anything you want. There's no, yeah, there's we'll no guarantee you're gonna get a good answer. I'm sure there's a YouTube solution for anything. You know, but uh, I'll answer any question. I'm a jack of all awesome. trades. I and I, I'm totally with him on this. Like that's what I was gonna say. So awesome. Ask anything. AMA, baby. Uh, so Chase asked this as a follow-up. Um, and uh, I think this is a fair question to ask. I'm curious your thoughts on this. He says, so what do you want to avoid this new version of the show becoming? I say defiantly provide your opinion, but also see how Trees feels about things. Because he, he labeled it at me. He said, this isn't his first rodeo, so what's something you'd both like to avoid in terms of, like, direction for the show? Hmm. Is there anything you don't want this show to become? Um, well, I think you know how I stand on, like, uh, just getting uh, too up our own asses with, like, anything political or, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm never into that you know what i mean because that just divides think, everybody when you get yes, into anything I, too um opinionated like that you know what i mean like games i don't care i'll say whatever i want about games but i you know it, i want it always to be uh entertaining yes. and not where i don't want anybody ever to feel they're being lectured because I don't know what the hell I'm talking yes. about. I'm no one to lecture anybody. So, <laughs> you know, and I know we've had questions in the old show and something about like uh, maybe me swearing or stuff. That ain't going to change. Sorry, man. That's, I am who I am. That's what you get. So, I mean, you, yeah. know, you know who I am. You know my personality. But I definitely, um, I'm not a, I don't preach. I don't want to ever be preachy. And my own right. and shove opinions down anybody's throat. So, as long as we always avoid that, we're like, you know, 30 mm-hmm. minutes in, someone's listening still to, like, you know, you know, 
getting lectured about something. I, you know, I don't need that. Yeah, I, I think I'm with him. Uh, I, 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 I've referred to these things a couple of times, so these will be redundant to some people. Um, but I referred to the internet's base negativity, the concept that if you hate on something, that is the default. And then anything you do from there, either you hate on it like largely or you're cruel about it mm-hmm. is like the way you go down. And then you're, po- you're neutral about something is the way you go up. Like I want to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine if that comes in in comments or questions, but like I don't want to be complaining. I don't want to be base negative. I don't want to be hyper-political. I don't want to be an echo chamber. Like, I don't want to be this, like, pissing into the wind thing. And the other thing I gotta... I'm just gonna come out and say it. Trees, you and I have done this for a long time, and I think this is what Chase is kind of hinting at. I don't... I, I can't speak to this. He did not contact me outside of this and tell me what he meant by, like, we both have experience with this. But I think... I think you can get on board with this. I also don't want to sit here and be bioware. I don't want to go, and you kind of hinted at this just a moment ago. I respect that we have audience listeners who would really prefer us to not say fuck out of the blue or not talk about Overwatch porn. (laughs) I do not think it's realistic to assume, especially with our podcast having a clear and present explicit tag, to assume you will not encounter that kind of content. It's just unrealistic. And Trees and I, and and I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm hoping you agree with me on this. We have no interest in censoring ourselves or limiting what we can talk about to an interest we don't personally find, I wouldn't say, I, I'm going to use the word valid, but I mean valid for our show. I don't really care or concern myself with what other shows find respectable or valid. But like, call me crass if you want. I give a shit. Like, I just like the idea that Everything is all hands on deck. Everything's possible. We can talk about anything we want and say whatever we want. And I don't want to care about it. I think the majority of people understand that. Um, just And I've said this to you before, and I've said this to my, my old uh, podcast crew and stuff. It, it's like, listen, man, those people that complain about that kind of stuff anyways, they're not there for the long haul regardless. They're going to fall off anyway. They're going to find something they don't like anyway. You do what you do, and you will find an audience that likes it. And those will be the people that will stick around. So, you know what I mean? And that's just that's the way it's always yeah. been. And if anybody ever changes too much to try to suit, like, a very small vocal <laughs> opinion, you know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. small with a it's always the vocal minority. Vocal, yeah. That's what I was trying to think. The vocal minority. Um, you will, you know, you just end up with a blah show. Go listen to anything. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever. We're not NPR. 
I was just saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess what I'll say is, like, respectfully, like, we're not going to ignore you, but at the same time, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Blitzchung, we don't owe you even, like, airtime. Like, we, yeah, if you write something completely asinine into this show and we have no desire to respond to that, yeah, we're going to not bring it up. I remember on Ease Mode I got in trouble because... uh, That's fair. Different colors, different opinions. Someone was very vocal in our forums and I basically told him to fuck off and I (laughs) caused a big stir. But I'm like, I'm a grown man, and you're a grown man. We're all grown. We're all grownups. What are you talking about? Arguing about games, so, get upset about games. It's like whatever. Oh, he's bullying me. Bullying you? You grown man? I can't bully you. <laughs> you can't be bullied. You're a grown man. You're fine. You're all fine. So it's so like I think the I, yeah. The easiest way I can say it is my is is like our show, our rules. And like, well, I'm sorry if. I, that doesn't work for you? Again, I think Bye. we're just talking as a win because I think yeah. anybody who's really listening to this, they don't care. They don't care either. No. So it's like, you know, it's no. like you, maybe you're talking to one person out there that's upset about something, but I doubt it. If you're writing that email, I d- just I doubt. close your laptop now. I've, I've, never <laughs> once, I've never once been searching for podcasts and put one on and was like clutching my pearls. <gasps> Soft by what I'm here. I'm just like, nah, it's not for me. I'll find something else. So the one thing I will safely say though that I'm trying to avoid, and I I can't promise we're gonna give you audience, but I would like to hear from you mm-hmm. is again this concept I talk about from time to time, which is the echo chamber concept. And that is exactly what you're talking about with the Blitzchung thing, where it's like one person goes, yeah, no, that was awesome that he did that. And a bunch of people are like, yeah, that was awesome that he did that. Didn't you think that was awesome that he did that? And a bunch of people are like, yeah, that was awesome that he did that. And then one guy goes like, I don't think it was awesome. And they're like, fuck him. Get him out of here. Ban him. Okay. (laughs) Everybody else in the wasn't that awesome that he did that camp, can I see a show of hands so I can block everybody other than them? And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm trying to avoid the echo chamber. I don't think it's going to come up much if I may be so bold on this show. Like, I just don't think it exists. But at the same time, like, if people are like, oh, motherfuckers, like, you guys are just, like, so up your own asses, you don't even see it. At least tell us. We might ignore it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I I don't owe you shit. Mm Any of you out there, I respect you. I appreciate you listening, but we owe you nothing. Um, and so <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm just going to be straightforward about it. Like, I want to hear criticisms, but that doesn't mean that, like, you get a soapbox as a result, right? Like, you get a soapbox if you create your own audience. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to do so, even if it's for the most petty of reasons, which is to attack us, um, which is pointless and useless. But if you so desire, my point is, is that I'm not necessarily going to give you a platform just because you take issue with something we say, Mm. because it's understandable you might. Um, At the same time, we 
appreciate and respect all of our listeners, and we do our best to cater to them. And I think actually we've been pretty lucky here, Trees. Like I don't think we've run into well, a whole lot. Well, that's of that what I'm saying. Here. I'm saying with, with this whole feel going on, really, right? So it's even, like a hypothetical yeah, that's never we're happened. We're kind of like saying it out to the wind because. People like, that if, are listening to you, right? If the Armageddon to... clock got to eleven fifty-five, how would we react? I, I, I hope we don't find out. Like, but, um, all right. So, let's see. Let's go into games. Let's just. So trees. I have a quick proposition for mm-hmm. you. Unless you have something pressing. Jam and I did a game of the year thing. Okay. We talked about our games of the year. And I'm a terrible, terrible co-host because I'm trying to remember what Jam's Game of the Year was, and I'm blanking on it. And he'll probably hear this, so I'm super sorry. I remember mine was A Plague Tale Innocence. What I wanted to ask you was, what's your Game of the Year and what's your runner-up? I don't remember. I don't remember what the fuck came out last year. I couldn't tell you. So you don't care? No, 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 that's okay. Honestly, I would have to sit down. You kind okay. of remember what came out, like <laughs> in two thousand. Then let me give you an alternative. Give me a list. <laughs> when you think of recently, no. Let me. Here's the easiest yeah. one. Think of the recent games you've played. I've enjoyed a lot. What's your favorite game that you've played recently? Jesus. Uh, Jesus. No. That's an awesome game. I, I enjoy all the games I play because I'm at a time. I'm at a time in my life where I just play You're the game I like. Guy, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I know what's coming out and I know what I want to play. And those are what I buy. I don't just experiment. I just don't even bother with Listen, them if they're game not Gamefly days are over, my friend. <laughs> I'm just not getting random discs anymore. Like, let's try this. <laughs> I know what I'm buying. And I know what my... But, um... Oh, no, I don't know. Over the last... Jesus. Uh, God of War I really liked. So you recently played through God of War? Okay. Yeah, I beat God I like of War. That. I like that. Jedi Fallen Order. Was that last year? At the ass end? Mm-hmm. This time I played mm-hmm. through that. I really enjoyed. I won. I won thousand out of one thousand. That game. I really like that game. And that game is glitchy as shit. I didn't find it too glitchy, but I didn't hundred percent it. I I set out to hundred percent every everything, and then uh-huh. I was like, meh, 90, 90. And then like six of it. those collectibles are glitched, meaning you have to like know they're there and just keep walking around in circles yeah. till like BD one notices them. Yes. So after a while, I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? 90, 94% is good enough for this planet. <laughs> you know, I got other shit to do. Um, but yeah, Jedi Fallen Order was really good. Uh, I spectacular. It. I think that was my follow-up. I, I think that was my second best of the year. I thought the story was awesome. I'm a, mm-hmm. For anybody listening who doesn't know, I'm an unapologetic Star Wars fanboy. Like, I don't give a shit about the negativity, about... The new movies or the prequels, I don't care. I think it's all fun. And I think it's so I so real quick, I, I want you to know I understand and when I listen to well thought out arguments about why that last movie was shit. It's great. I can nod my head and go, sure. But I had a shit eating grin on my face the whole time. And when my daughter looks up at me and says, Thank you for taking me to this dad. Like, I'm sorry. Like, logic is gone at that point. I had fun. Oh, that movie's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Rolled a tear a few times. Oh. I roll a tear at those movies. Real quick, not to get you know? too deep into it, but when Kylo Ren 
in the back half when he becomes Ben Solo, yeah. quote unquote. Um, and he starts taking on Han Solo's man. Yeah, he did the fake out. He did the. Oh my god! It's he also, so he also good. did the shoulder shrug. The little yeah, the the, the Adam Driver where he's like he's like it. let's do this. Yo, he got- when he gets the lightsaber and he's like he shrugs. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Favorite he, scene in the movie. He, you know he was good, Ben. You know when he become Ben Solo because on the way from um, the water planet to that part, he stopped uh-huh. like at the Gap and got himself a nice. Remendor? He got a nice cable knit <laughs> yeah. sweater with patches on it. Like he told, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He looked like he was late for a class at some community college. He just went and got a sweater. It's like I know I'm Ben Solo. I wear cardigans. It's awesome. Adam Driver so good at that. He shit. was the best. He was the best. I have to say, too, because, like, in episodes... Uh, so, I remember, like, my emotional roller coaster with those three ge- movies. And I was like, in part seven, I thought he was a goofball. <laughs> and in episode eight, I thought he was an asshole and I didn't like him. And then in episode nine, I, like, cheered He's for so him. Good. And, like, that's... That's impressive. Oh, I never respected Adam Driver until then. And then now it's tarnishing everything, quote unquote, because like I'm going back to old things Adam Driver was in that I didn't like. And I'm like, oh, this is yeah. fucking genius. Oh, my God. He sees, gets to see um, Han Solo again. Who knew he was coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they have that little exchange. And he goes to say, you know, he goes to say, I love you, Dad. And pulls the old line out. He says, I know. Oh, my God. I'm wrong. I know. I know. They know. No, that movie's they know. J.J. Abrams knows how to be like, Listen, I get I it. don't <laughs> understand. I had this conversation with my buddy. I do not understand when fan service become an evil thing. Please explain to me when fan service somehow in the, in the, in the social media construct has become a, a negative Give me fan service all day long. I will sit there it's, for two and a half hours and watch fan service to me with a giant smile uh-huh. on my face. I don't understand where, like, before the movie comes out, the negative of, like, oh, it's all fan service. It's like, fuck yeah. That's what I want. What do you want? Not fan service? You just want shit for two and a half hours of shitting on your childhood? I don't. I want it uh, to be – I want to go back to – awesome. I go back to the concept of base negativity. There's that. There's also apparently we're at this point where like people don't have to worry about how to fix a toilet main. So they're now free to Whatever. give mental exercise. No. I, 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 I try to understand. It's it how I don't. fucked up people are when it comes to this shit. That how, this is how fucked up we are that people need to dislike stuff, they need it. Their YouTube mm-hmm. channels need like it. A drug. Their yeah. their blogs need it. Like they need to be negative. <laughs> is when Last Jedi came out, and I wasn't the biggest mm-hmm. fan of Last Jedi, but whatever. I've rewatched it. It's entertaining. You know. Oh, that's Episode Eight, right? Ryan, jo- Ryan Johnson. Yeah, it's not great, but whatever. It, it has is some- better than I thought it was. Uh, it's know. I actually you th- could he cut, sets up a listen, lot of cool ideas. You could cut out that whole casino planet. That whole section was meaningless. They accomplished yes. nothing except for throwing uh, weird, what they what they set up in there. It was a thought experiment. It well because they needed it for the concept of right that whole planet 
introduces the concept, which actually brings us back around to uh, Fallen Order. I promise I'm getting to mm-hmm. a point. Um, which is this idea that I really hoped we would see. It's realistic we wouldn't see it in Rise of Skywalker, but it's this idea that being a Jedi is not synonymous with being Force-attuned in that anyone can control the Force and use it in different ways, and there are cool ways you can use it, and the Night Sisters is a perfect example of that. Are you kidding me? Right? Like, f- fucking... Cal Kestis, I didn't even like much in the beginning. He grew on me and I loved him at the end. But the real story is that fucking Night Sister. Like, I want to see the fucking necromancers that created, like, right? Yeah. Force necromancy. Um, I'm even more interested in the Second Sisters and all those weird subordinates that Vader created after Order 66. Mm-hmm. Those are the stories I'm interested in. I'm interested in the little kid with the broom on the casino planet, and that's uh, what I'm getting yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Is really. He's the only part I'm. I'm interested in. I wanted this whole idea of like, and I'm starting to sound like everybody else. I I respect that. Um, I but I wanted this idea that the Skywalker bloodline and that this was all genetic and midichlorians and all that bullshit, like go away. And that anyone could use the force. And that Ray was just she she wasn't who she is. And I'm gonna try to avoid spoilers, even though I think everybody who was gonna see that movie did. Um but forget her bloodline. It's the concept that um people just can feel the force and manipulate it regardless of well, their background. Listen. And that was apparently yes. what JJ Abrams was doing with Finn. Listen. That thing Finn was going to tell Ray the whole mm-hmm. time wasn't that he loved right, her. That he, it was that he can control the Force. Listen, you didn't need that casino planet to have a little kid pick up a berm with the Force. You're right. And with his little, <laughs> and his, his little rebel decoder ring. <laughs> God damn it, you're right. You're no. right. I know. Yeah. No, you at know, the end of the day, it, it didn't no, matter. I mean... The, the, but you got to see that one guy put a bunch of coins in BB. I mean, that was, was good. Kind of cute. That was good. He jingled around. That, that, that was all right. Yeah. And I mean, you had um, what's his? And we got to totally waste Benicio yes. del Toro's talent. But the you know, basically they accomplished nothing in that movie. <laughs> Finn and Rose left to go to that planet to find a code breaker. Didn't find him. They they basically they found the mumbling got, guy from the usual suspects they got, and they, then Ellie Sattler listen, saved they them. They got all. arrested for illegally parking on the beach, right? The whole plan, the whole and rebel we can all fleet was jeopardized <laughs> because they illegally parked, and some guy fucking ratted them out, right? So then they go, yeah, and they and you get to listen to Rose's speech about how uh, rich people are bad and they're torturing these poor animals. And then suddenly, as written by super rich people, and then suddenly, yeah, suddenly they know how to ride these things up a mountain top, <laughs> hilltop. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? And and and, no, yeah, and the people right. that made right. uh, the last guidance you sue those fuckers for stealing their <laughs> their creature, and um, and, and there's then, the bird. Dog. Yeah, and then at the end of that whole thing, you have Benicio del Toro, which did. Do the little speech about arms dealing and how the 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 line the rebel alliance yeah, is just yeah, as bad sure, as sure. you know they all get their money mm-hmm. from the same place because they sold to both because yeah. you because at some point when you're a kid you're like how are they building all these fucking ships all the time 
You know what I mean? We, right. yeah. A medical frigate can't be that easy to build. <laughs> like, where are they dry docking no. that fucking no. thing? So, yeah. um, so that speech was right. great. But then he betrays him, right? He could have just as easily. And that's the last He could have just yeah. as easily worked with the rebels. He could have just been a dude with them on that ship with Leia. And he could have mm-hmm. sold them down the river just as easily. So mm-hmm. that whole pot got. Was just the other thing not I needed. hate, but the other thing I hate, which I was hoping would pay it forward, but it didn't, was uh, Brienne of Tarth being killed. Captain Phasma was so badass yeah. in the first ten minutes of episode oh, seven, sure she was and back. she never, she never cashes that. Check. No, she like never. No, the first the first movie they they dumped her in a trash chute, and then uh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus. Yeah, it was it was but abysmal. But my whole point that we started talking about uh, the Last Jedi, which mm-hmm. was all right, but wasn't that great, was that when that movie came out, everybody shit on it because it uh-huh. wasn't Star Wars enough, right? It was yep. it was too different. They shit on it. No, one hundred percent different. Yeah, but then. Rise of Skywalker is coming out. Suddenly, and suddenly, you noticed <laughs> you, episode eight has a million articles you, on how, how genius great it, is. it was, the mm-hmm. greatest Star Wars, and how terrible J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams is for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus. For taking the job he didn't Paul want. Rose. He was like, they needed somebody to wrap it up in two and a half Paul, hours, and I can do Paul it. Paul Rose, you would think he set women's rights back, J.J. Abrams, <laughs> fucking a hundred years. <laughs> Because Rose, who, if anybody, don't want to offend anybody, was a shit character and annoying <laughs> in The Last Jedi, was not in that much in the new movie. And you know what I say? Good. She, All right? taught, Finn, she taught Finn how to kill. Know who was better than Rose? Rose's sister, huh. who fucking died in the first. <laughs> she had. But she took out yeah, a destroyer. With. Or a whatever. With bombs. A dreadnought. With, uh, with, yeah. uh, with a bomber where. They drop bombs through space with them. Pretty sure they don't have gravity, but somehow those bombs <laughs> fell straight down. Listen, I don't want to pick holes in the Last Jedi. Who am I? Who am I to pick to pick holes in that movie? But I'm just saying. But uh, let's get back to what. I, so you dug Jedi Fallen Order, did you? Listen, it had its moments. I didn't mind. You know, I I could say that game. That game looked amazing too. Yeah. By the way. I don't know where you played it. I played it on Xbox One X, and it was fantastic. Yeah, remember uh, Leia Poppins, Last Jedi, <laughs> little Mary Poppins in the. Anyway, <laughs> did you have to? Did you have to invoke <laughs> what Leia Poppins? It was wonderful. I don't mind it. <laughs> she floats back. Yes. It, let's, it's just a thing. Let's okay? not let's not harp on the point that I watched Guardians but, of the Galaxy. That's not okay. That's listen, not how space works. But. Sure, we all wanted Luke. To save them in the end, but instead they basically uh, got rescued by a bunch of uh, ice foxes that showed them the way out. Ice dogs. Anyways, snow foxes. So how'd you feel about Jedi Fallen? So I loved it. And I'm going to tell you why. Good. Uh huh. I love that era between episodes three and four, that time period, because um, so does Re- Rebels takes place in that same space i believe right actually i thought that was 
Yeah, three and four. Sorry, three and four. Yes, right? it's. Um, so, I've been recently fascinated with Between Two and Three, which Clone is uh, the Clone. I Wars. I have been watching some Clone Wars but, lately yeah. too because we all have Disney. Yes, Disney. but um, <laughs> I like that era because so. Like I said, my age, I grew up with the original trilogy. I actually seen mm-hmm. all three movies in the theaters, unlike a mm-hmm. lot of people that watch have seen Star Wars, right? And and so obviously Thanks to the special edition I have too, but not the same. Right. Movie. So I mean I I I have a obviously a, a soft spot in my heart for the, the original trilogy. You know, I seen it with my dad mm-hmm. and then my friends and we used to wait around corners all day long to get in the sold out in the old days kids before you had fucking buying your tickets online you actually had to just wait uh-huh. in a line and then you'd get up there and they'd flip the sign that was sold out and you'd have to wait an hour two hours <laughs> before the next one for yes. the next showing um but and i was in my 20s when the the prequels came out i think i was yeah i was in my 20s when the prequels came out and um the the style between those those different sagas uh, so drastic right that it was hard to like mix them in the same universe even though they were and that's why i like stuff like the clone wars and stuff that kind of fills in stuff but what i mean is if you watch those prequels right the ships and everything everything is is rounded right everything is round (laughs) everything is everything's like spheres and everything's rounded well look at the cars that were out at the time those movies so the original trilogy everything's boxy square you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's very it's like you're like how do we get how'd you get from like naboo fighters to this stuff like everything is is <laughs> yeah. so different you're right um, you're right so yeah. what i love about stories that take place like rebels in like fallen order is like in the beginning cal is working in a shipyard where they're dismantling stuff from the, the clone wars it, it, it's mantle and dro- yeah. droid ships and and i love that because you're seeing this weird mix right you're saying okay i'm seeing this time period of like this switch over from that style to the original trilogy's style so i love that i love that um or like the the crashed ship on i i'm blanking on the the world's yeah but there's a huge pool around it and there's a crashed star destroyer You don't have to go through, but you can go back to it and go yeah, through I, it. The great thing about that game and those maps is like you find a little doorway. And you're like, oh, what's this little corner? And it turns out to be two hours of your life in this <laughs> new whole open area. Yeah. You're like, holy yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you're not wrong. So yeah. but um so the story itself, I I I loved it. I loved it. And I liked mm-hmm. the little cameo cameos in the end. Mm-hmm. I thought were well done and um fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, now if you watch the Clone Wars and stuff, um, they're very clever with, with the um, holo... Was it, what's it called? The holocron? Or the, what's the cubes called? I forget the cubes called. Yeah. Holocron? No. Is it the holocron? It doesn't sound yeah. right, but I think it is. Hold on. Yeah. But basically the... the I'm going to say holocron. That's what I'm going to... Yeah, just say it. Now it sounds it. right. It sounds demonic, though, doesn't it? Holocron? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it... Like the neck yeah, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like I'm saying it wrong. Um, it is hologram, okay. yeah. So the what I like about it is that somewhere in season two of the Clone Wars, someone's stealing that same holocron. It has a yes. force sensitive kids on. It. So I love yes. that that little tie in that it's not just this, this random thing, you know. 
Um, and I love the characters. I thought, is it Second Sister? So Second Sister is the, um, there are nine sisters in the that game. Darth Vader took right. on, but Second Sister is the big bad. It, and then there are the Night Sisters, which are the ones on Darth Maul's planet. Right, not them, not uh, them. The, um, Dathomir. Dathomir. The girl you run into all the time. She finally takes her helmet off. She's the second sister. I, yeah. I, uh, she's got a name. She I, I will, for spoilers sake, not um, get into it. But, yeah. but the uh, the actress that, that played her and stuff, because you know, these games mm-hmm. now are just basically the actresses or the actors. Are, or, it's yeah. just them. I It was the first time. Uh, I'm gonna say forever that I was like, I was smitten with a character. Every time she was on screen talking, I was just like, oh my god, I I love this woman, <laughs> this character. Yeah, she had a hell of a presence. That, you know, she she had that the black suit on that was almost like a turtleneck with the short hair and the and the accent, yep. and she was gorgeous, and it was like, but evil. You know what I mean? There was something about yes. it that was like mesmerizing. I was like, I don't know. I had to look her up. I'm like, I don't know who this is, but every time she talks, I'm just like floored. You know, she was a great character. And just so if people want to look her mm-hmm. up, it's Elizabeth Grillon, which is G-R-U-L-L-O-N. Elizabeth Grillon. And yeah, and she played the second season. The only problem with the Star Wars universe and this goes through all the movies is uh, and you can you understand with a game, right? Because you, you have so much time to play it, but mm-hmm. characters like what she plays, their character arcs happen too fast. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the, the, and or no spoilers, but what? people's either in all the movies, either they're turned from good to bad or they're turned from a bad to good or whatever mm-hmm. happens really quick all the time, <laughs> you know, in those movies and uh, in, in the games, you know? Well, and Jedi Fallen Order had an additional problem, which to me, like, it's no surprise people think it was rushed and I'm certain it was, but it feel like, right. Cause she disappears for like a third of the game. And then all of a sudden she's back and then they wrap her up kind of fast um, at the end of the game. The, they wrap the game up kind of fast, to be but honest. But in, in and great fashion, though. Yeah, it was a solid. Yeah. It was. It was satisfying. It was. It was awesome. um, but and so yeah, if you've not done it, don't let me sell it short. It's weird how we're kind of dancing around it. Well, but it, was, it is. It's. It's not. It's not a. Um, there's no value. It's not a in brand new game, it, but it's not old yeah. either by any means. So right, well, and and again, if if I saw value in spoiling it in the interest of proving mm-hmm. a point, sure, but I don't know that it's mm-hmm. there. My point is, is that yet there is a world where I envisioned the second sister having a longer arc. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I would say. And while it's it's perfectly redeemable, and like you said, it was striking, and she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was distracted by your, um, one of your, um, companions, the, the woman, mm-hmm. the woman ex Jedi or whatever she was Yes, only because, um, that actress is in a lot of games. Wasn't she just in, she, she and I, one of the Wolfenstein, right? She's in modern warfare. Um, yeah, she oh, is in modern she... warfare, but wasn't she the girl from, uh, Wolfenstein too? 
Uh, now I've got to check. Because um, she's she has a very, you know, unique look. And in the games, like she has, like it's I don't know how to say it. Right, she has big eyes. Right, she in does, games, especially in yes, Fallen in Order. the games. It's almost distracting. They almost <laughs> like it's like oh my god, you know, just uh, it's like her eyes. Like you can't stop looking at her eyes because they're popping out of her head. It almost looks like a Assassin's Creed glitch. Like, is this a glitch? Yeah, they did a really good job other than, yeah, I don't think they... (laughs) Was she a Wolfenstein uh, New Blood? Well, everybody wants to talk about either the second sister or... Oh, there we go. What is it? Siri. Siri, yeah. Yeah. So the... Yeah, the, the character of Siri Judna is played by... Deborah Wilson is her name. So you can look her up because you probably recognize her as an actress. And uh, like I said, it's just yeah. her. It's not even like she's a, an alien or anything. It's just her. Yeah, she is in college. Right. No, she kills it. And, yeah. Um, but her eye, eyeballs are distracting as hell. They look like they glitched. They're popping out of her head. Yeah, they. that's the one part. And, and especially if you've seen her in other things. Um, especially in, um, like I said, Call of Duty. But now I'm looking up anything I else. She's she Wolfenstein, in. but it could have just maybe not. Yes, she was. You know who she was? She was <laughs> obviously. Yes, she was the '70s yeah. uh, party right. girl. That's yeah. what. Yeah, that's what I thought. So she's everywhere, yeah. man. She's always doing video games, and she and they don't change. She's. Doesn't like Nazis. Yeah, turns does, out. She doesn't like Nazis. <laughs> she doesn't like Nazis. Doesn't like. And she was fucking amazing in every role she's been. Yeah, in, she was. She was great way. in this one. She was. Um, I liked. Um, and and I I, I did not. Uh, I did not care for the main character. Was was it Cal? Cal Kestis. He, he yeah. grew on me. His look. I couldn't get. He looked like. Um, if Matt Damon and Conan O'Brien had a baby, like I couldn't get past his something about him. And then he's a kid from Gotham, right? <laughs> I Come don't on, know man, if he's the kid from Gotham because I've not watched no, it. it. I know people were saying he was Archie from uh, Riverdale, but he's not. No, I think he played um, the. But yeah, and for the record, uh, Deborah Wilson's character is Gracie Walker in uh, Wolfenstein, if you're looking her up. But she's hard to miss. She lets her presence be known in that he, game. But um, he, he, he's... Now let me look it up. Who was fucking Cal Kestis? He's, uh, he's like, he looks just like the kid. I'm pretty sure he was in Gotham. He played the Joker or something in Gotham. I didn't want... Oh, is he him? Oh, Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, that cat. So... <laughs> so he he grew up. Yeah, he is in Gotham and he is the Bang, Joker. look at this kid. I'm I'm killing it here. Look at that you. Memory. Going He was also in Click. You didn't mention Yeah, that. Click. Yeah, I didn't see Click. But um <laughs> Yeah, he was did I. He he was all right. He he grew on me for sure, you know. Um he had the mm. worst, listen, for a Jedi. He had the worst Jedi outfit known the man. <laughs> What is fucking space poncho? He needed a. <laughs> if he could shorten up, 
He was Joker. He had two yeah. lightsabers and shorten him up. He could land planes. He just looked like someone out on a runway <laughs> in the rain landing planes. Like, and they would get, and you would unlock <sighs> mad costumes, but they all looked the same, like colors and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So at some point, I just kind of went without the poncho because you can take the poncho off. Yeah, there's one costume that has the no poncho, and I just yeah, and you can just make them all black and make them look bad. At- but I pre-ordered I trees, so I'm better than everybody else, and I got to get orange. the orange lightsaber everybody Never wanted. And I used it the whole time. Right? Yeah. You get orange. You get a gold chip too, um, or maybe it's gold lightsaber. Either. Oh way. yeah, I went yeah. with uh, mostly. I think I went with. Uh, at some point, I had like all blue. I had a blue poncho on with like blue mm-hmm. lightsaber mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I just I went with all black with a gold lightsaber. It was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked all that stuff. I liked the um, building the lightsabers. Uh, you know me; I like that customization shit. It's pure, pur- purely cosmetic. But uh, I mm-hmm. dug all that, and uh, that was a really good Star Wars game, man. It, it was it was fun. It felt good uh, fighting. It felt like a badass after when you got. I maxed out my tree, yeah. so it was like, you know, nothing could really harm me <laughs> ever. So. Yeah, it I it took me a while to dig on the defensive nature of it, especially against stormtroopers. But once you got to, I mean, I guess this is a spoiler, but there is a slew of Jedi boss battles that wrap up that game. Once you get into those, like they were all rock solid. Mm-hmm. Like I really dug those and I heard people complaining about them and I have noticed one common denominator with everybody who complains about how hard and frustrating the boss battles were at the end. Mm-hmm. They all rushed through the game and didn't actually go exploring and try to collect things. So they were really underpowered. Mm. And while I get that criticism, the game's not for speedrunners. The game's designed so that you interact with as much as you can. Stig Asmussen was the director. He made God of War 3. Try getting through God of War 3 just bare-bonesing that shit. You're going to have a hard time there, too. And so if you engage with enough of it, and again, I got a 1,000 out of a 1,000, but I didn't do it before beating the game. Um, If you do a decent amount of collectibles, especially because I didn't look up a guide until after I beat the game and then was trying to get the 1,000 out of a 1,000, I just organically found a large portion, not everything, but a large portion, 70-80%. If you just find those and utilize them at the end of the game, you're fine, right? Like I had eight stim packs with BD1. Most people who talked to me who rushed through it were like, I had like three or four. Well, yeah, then that battle's going to be tough. And, you know, finding some of those things were some good puzzles, you know, some yeah. good clever puzzles. And, and like, um, yeah, I, unlo- I, I unlocked a, a bunch of stuff with him. And w- another good thing they do that, that's a good job is like the maps are pretty dense. They're, they're packed mm-hmm. pretty tight. They're very dark soulsy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people have heard that comparison because 
you have like meditation spots, almost like campfires where that's where you kind of trade in your points and save your game and, and respawn. respawn. But yeah. also in the map design where you think you're pretty far out somewhere and then you kind of open a shortcut that brings you right back to the beginning and you, and you realize how Which is dense the maps are. They're just packed solid. Mm. And what I like is near the end, <clears throat> when you've sort of done a lot of stuff and you're basically backtracking around if you're collecting things, is they actually like you just run to a random spot and they throw like random bounty hunters in there, which tie into an yeah. early spot in the story where you sort of piss off some people. And uh they have funny names. <laughs> you know they do. Yeah, they do. some of the, the robots have funny. But it's fun just to be just nonchalantly running, like racing through an area because you're like, I, I'm looking for something, and then you just run into like two dudes with a jetpack and like a robot, and you're like, Oh Jesus. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, it's good. The one thing, yeah, I had fun with. Let me ask you something. So yeah. the only place I hundred percented was um, that first training planet. Sort of you go to, uh huh. The uh, alive planet that's kind of vertical. Yeah, I don't know. It's with the big frog guys yes. on it. Mm. So since you thousand percented it um, mm. through most of that game, there's a giant like fucking dragon. You never interact with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sorry. It did it. I think we. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't. You don't. Okay. So there's like. There is a couple of like observation spots, and one of those is glitched. You have to like stand around. I had to stand around for like 15 minutes. While like reading a comic book and also checking the screen all the time, until it finally let me like observe it. But yes, you never actually. Wow, because I'm like the first thing I thought when I saw that thing was like, oh, someday I'm gonna fight that. Like I'm gonna get powered up (laughs) and I'm gonna take that thing on. And then I realized they never. I realized you couldn't get over to him at some point. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. must open up. And then there's a point where you're down in one spot. And um, there's like some secrets. You can do some wall running tricks yep, to get up yep. and get some stuff. But he he's like looking down. You hear him breathing. You're like, what is that? And you look up and he's actually looking down into the hole at you. Yeah, he's chilling. He's watching. You can't climb. Yeah, he's up. watching yeah. you. And then yeah, and then at some point in the story of the game, you kind of come back there and he's that thing's gone. And I'm like, it was such a bummer. I was like, oh, I thought I was gonna kill that thing. I was gone. He was always there for me. But again, there's a lot of problems with that area. I don't know if they've, I think they've updated Mm -hmm. and patched out a lot of those problems, but he should still be. No, not on my game. He just was gone. He wasn't there anymore. So, oh, well. You may struggle to get a thousand out of a thousand if you care. I'm not. Uh, I, I, I will tell you, it was not a super rewarding thousand out of a thousand. Great game. Felt good to do stuff, but at the end, when you're trying to just like deflect enough rockets yeah. to get an achievement, like you're like, okay, like that's okay. But I got a few trophies. Didn't feel like getting all the achievements in like um uh um Dead Rising. Mm. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, I played this on the PlayStation. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. I just that's what I bought it on. Uh, maybe sure. because I got Battlefront Two on my PlayStation. Okay. I have a weird thing yeah. where I associate certain genres with 
consoles. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> I do that too. So yeah. I'm like, well, I have Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 4, so that's where I'm, I'll play this on there. It's um, <laughs> fair. But um, I did not get all the trophies, but I, I, I went after some of them. You're like, oh, cut the tongue off of this fucking thing. Okay, I'll go back and do that. You know, do this, that. But um, yeah, like you said, uh, combing every inch of something I, so uh, BD1 looks at it uh-huh. randomly. So I'm doing just like I'm not gonna. I'm not looking up a guide because I don't know where I've not been, what uh-huh. I got and what I don't got. So is what it is. I did hundred percent that first place, but that was the only planet. The rest of them I got in the. I think 90s. the map keeps track for you i think the biggest reason for me was i got done and there were like five achievements left and i said okay i can take and to be fair like it took another like i it probably took me 20 hours to beat the game and then it probably took another like five or six to 100 percent. so it was no slouch like doing some pretty tedious stuff i i Um, i I seen more than most but i just chose right i seen more than most i i did everything that right. I want, you know, so great game. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I will say this though, Fred, it's getting yeah. late for me. Okay. So this, unfortunately for people listening, you know, we did not go on the time we wanted to because we were shooting the shit. We haven't talked in six months, yeah. so, you know, but we'll smooth it out. We'll definitely get smooth. And trust me, yeah. I got six months of games I can talk about. <laughs> there we go. And I've got one game I've been playing for six oh months, God. so that'll work. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I'm I'm not kidding. But me neither. I've been playing a lot of steady stuff that I'm interested to talk about. But you know, all right. Well, tell you mm-hmm. what, we are going to be doing this weekly. Okay. On we will record on Tuesdays. It comes out on Thursdays, so that just gives you a like table for trying to get in for the game. Um, I will be editing this stuff and throwing uh, music in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, so let's let's talk about brass tacks for a sure. Sec. Um, so we are currently using the Gaming History 101 feed, and we will continue to do so as long as we can. You'll notice I also haven't. Uh, shut down the feed so those of you who want to go all the way back to the first episode it's still there you can do it we can keep it going here's the thing um we need a hundred and thirty dollars in order to keep the hosting alive and i think trees and i have dedicated enough time as well as jam and various other people to justify this so i'll let you guys uh you know, kind of chime in via various social platforms. And next week I will have a PayPal link, but I'm hoping we can try to raise the $130 and keep hosting there, keep the podcast alive and just keep moving forward with that same feed. If we can't do not fret, it's fine. We will just have to find a free option and then forward that so that your feed automatically updates with it but with that headache may come like slower download times and various other things anyway if you care about the show and you really want to keep this going let's do this this is no patreon this is no bullshit advertising whatnot this is just me being completely transparent about what it costs to keep it going and we'll check it out but in the meantime i think the best thing you can do is just tell everyone about it Stay tuned and figure out how you want to pledge to it. But 
Trees and I, and to a certain extent, Jam and various others will keep on keeping on regardless of what happens. But if you think we can keep this going, I am more than happy to keep the archive going. I'm even happy to do stupid things like add in some events I might do at some point. But let's just get the litmus test going and see if we can raise that money so that we can just keep the feed going and not have to worry about it for another year. Um, The other thing is I think with GH101, I'm going to stop putting the podcast on the website. I know that's kind of stupid. Maybe I won't do that. But anyway, if you're subscribed to the feed, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, Anyway. All right, Trees. Well, then let's call it, and we'll be back next Mm -hmm. week. Um, Anything else you want to say? Do whatever before we call it, or are you done? I'm done. done. It's good to be back. Sweet. Same here. We are going to have a lot more fun. We will be talking about it, and um, the off-topic stuff will just push forward to next week. But uh, anyway. All right. Well, with that, this is Fred and Trees saying thanks for taking us back. I hope to have more episodes, and uh, in the meantime... So here's the one last question. Yeah. And we can discuss it on the show if you want to or just knock it out now. And I don't even know if you care. Part of me thinks really strongly you don't care. Okay. But do we I don't think I should call it GH101 because it's not that no. at all. Yeah. But you yeah. could ironically call it that just because that's what everybody knows. I will most likely use the same feed. So do we go to GHX or do we call it something new and then we've got that whole fucking chore of like what do we call it? Well, I mean, you had, yeah, I don't know. You had gaming, you have gaming history 101, but that's, that was like, that's your other thing. And then we did gaming history X where we really talked about gaming history. Right. Um, (laughs) Very rarely. Actually, what you you played last weekend is technically in the past. It's Um, ancient history. So, I mean, gaming history X is nothing wrong with that. But I mean, uh, we were on episode 50. We could just keep the branding and just go forward with it. And then there's very, like, no effort. What was your old show? I always forget the name of your old show. Video game purists. VGP. VGP. Yeah, baby. Do we resurrect VGP? You should go old school, man. And that's even funnier because I'm not a purist about anything. I like it. I like it. Okay. We're, we're VGP. We're video game purists.